Manishma, how are you? How are you, everybody? What's happening? Um, welcome to Ari Shapiro's Skeptic Tank. On today's episode, uh, episode 83, part B, I know I said last week it was 82, but that's because I didn't keep track of stuff very well. I'm not very organized. If you know me by now, you know that. So I said 82, but really it's 83. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Literally nobody gave me any shit for it. Like I didn't see anything saying anything wrong with it. So I shouldn't harp on it anymore. But um, what a great episode. The first part was Mike Young. Fucking awesome. Great, great fuck stories. That's all I want to hear sometimes. Um, He shares with us his uncanny ability to pull women. I don't know how he's always done it, but he shares with, with, with us here. I was able to. Um, it's interesting. Uh, by the way, on this podcast, I want to start doing a few things that I haven't done yet. Like, um, well, first of all, I want to have more just discussions. Not serious discussions, just discussions. Just take a comic or a friend of mine and we'll just talk about a thing. It really doesn't have to be uh, always somebody with some specific experience or set of experiences. A lot of times I just want to talk to, I don't know. Just my buddy about how he feels about voting. That, you know, just fun stuff. And then we get into tangents that way. That's what's always fun. Um, so anyway, that's just something I'm going to do. But uh, let's get to this episode. Uh, uh, first and foremost, let me do my sponsors. Uh, Gamefly.com. If you guys uh, ever go to Gamefly, if you ever play video games, excuse me, um, and you get sick of them or you get tired of your old games you don't play anymore, Maybe you should check out Gamefly.com. They, what they do is it's like a Netflix for video games. So they'll send you any one of them, any video game. Or you can go on two or three at a time plan, just like Netflix uh, or more, I guess. And just play them until you're done, then send them back. And then they send the next one. They send the next game to you in your queue. They got plenty of titles. Batman's Arkham Revenge was there right away. And that was a super popular one. Um, I play like one video game a year. I get lost in it. I play for three straight weeks. Nobody sees me, and I grow a beard. Uh, so whatever you play, think about Gamefly. And if you're going to, go to Gamefly. Uh, do me a favor and go to Gamefly.com slash Ari and uh, sign up for a free two-week free trial before you sign up for real or just don't sign up for real and just cancel it. Either way. Um, and, and then I get a bunch of money. So do that and help support me by giving me money. The other option to support me, well, one, buy my CD, Revenge for the Holocaust, on iTunes. Um, or go see me live. All my live dates are at arithegreat.com. So is a link for that Gamefly situation. Go to Ari the Great for everything. I have t-shirts there and grinders, and I'll have posters there soon. Um, but yeah, that's where that's where everything is, arithegreat.com. So uh, there's a link on there for that. Go. Oh, so wait, what was he saying? Oh, how to support me. So buy my CD. Um, go to gamefly.com slash Ari, sign up for a two free week two trial or whatever, whatever, if I didn't mumble, whatever I would have said. Uh, and then see me live is a third way. And I think that's it. Or if you want to buy me a new, a new Macintosh laptop with the solid state hard drive, I'd totally be down with that. Do I have any rich listeners? I know I have like seven black listeners and four women. I used to think it was one in one, but I think it's a lot higher now. I think I under, underestimated my black listenership and my female listenership to the point where I may even have a black female listener. The greatest of all the minorities in Hollywood. If you get a black female and she's a director, oh, they will use her till the end of time. 
They will just never stop using that. Oh, maybe she's part Indian too. Jesus. Um, anyway, let me do some dates real quick. Oh, yeah. So if anybody has the money to buy me a new uh, Mac laptop, nobody has that, right? <laughs> Can I do it like an Amazon wish list like those fucking porn star uh, girls do? Do you know that they do that? Porn stars, they have an Amazon wish list. They will take – this is going too long. I'll wrap it up soon. They will take – um, whatever they want, and they'll go to Amazon. They create a wish list. It's kind of like registering for a wedding, but instead of getting married, they get gang banged. So they put out this wish list on Amazon, and guys who want to fuck them or just appreciate their work or want to, them to be their girlfriend, um, they will buy them stuff. The most expensive thing I ever saw on there was a hot tub. I don't know if the girl got it for her or not, uh, but there was a hot tub, but there's plenty of like. New dishes, just like you would on a wedding registry. There's also clothes, all sorts of things you can buy for porn stars. So if you have a favorite porn star, go look at her Amazon wish list. Oh, but more legitimately, buy me an iMac. Uh, not an iMac, a Mac laptop. Uh, anyway, all right, so let me do my dates real quick. So And then we'll get to the episode. It's a good episode. It's a, it's a great part B in terms of all of them. So I'm just going to run them down real quick. We're starting this weekend, October 19th, and I'm just going to run them down fast. DC, the DC Improv. Please come to that. This one's not fast, but just go to that. That's one of my favorite places to play in the world. If I had to make a list of top five rooms to play before I died, of the places I've played, I still want to go to the Comedy Cellar. I've never been there. I mean, I've been there a thousand times. I've never fucking played there. That's like the last stage I really, really want to do. Uh, but besides that, I have this list of five of my favorite rooms, and the DC Improv is one of them. It's a DC Improv, the original room at the Comedy Store, uh, the Denver Comedy Works, Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas, and my secret pot room in uh, in Toronto, the Underground Comedy Club. So one of them is this weekend, the 19th, 20th, and 21st of October for the DC Improv. Then my next storyteller show is uh, the 24th, uh, Wednesday for $5 in Los Angeles at the Improv at 8 o'clock. Um, everyone I've asked so far has been gone. Margaret Cho, Bill Burr, Mark Marin, fucking, who else did I ask? Everybody, Rogan. Diaz, everybody's gone or doing something. I gotta, so I gotta get on that. I, regardless of what I find, Pete Holmes can't do it. It'll be a great show. It's all wedding stories, so come to that. Then Portland and Helium, the twenty fifth through the twenty seventh, moving to November. Yuck Yucks in Calgary, the first, second, and third. Uh, Chicago, November eighth, the House of Blues in Chicago. Me and Joey Diaz. That's a big show. The whole Midwest is coming. So if you're in the Midwest, fucking make your flight, make your tickets, buy tickets. November eighth. Ari and Joey Diaz. An enchanting evening. That's what it's called. An enchanted evening with Joey Diaz and Ari Shafir. Then the 9th and 10th, I'm in New York at the Manhattan, in Manhattan at the New York Comedy Festival at the Stand. All these tickets are available on my website, by the way. So if you're here in your city, just go to my website. November 20th, the next This Is Not Happening Storyteller Show. That's all Thanksgiving stories. The 28th through December 2nd is Minneapolis, House of Comedy. And then San Fran, New Year's Eve. That's not for sale yet. And Edmonton, the comic strip, um, January 16th through the 20th. And that's all my dates. So are we ready for a podcast? Seven minutes, 35 seconds. Not bad. And I had a fun thing about porn stars. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. It's Mike Young giving it to you like you were a chick. Uh, seriously, just kudos. This is exa- I've been wanting to get him on my podcast for how long, Mike? Like four months. He kept being out of town. He was filming that movie. 
They kept not being able to do it. And uh, once I got an idea in my head of like, oh, let's talk to Mike Young about pulling chicks. He's just so fucking good at it. I just, I want to be like him, man. There's certain things about certain people that I want to emulate. I want to be like them in certain ways. And in this one, I want to be like Mike Young. Gotta be fun. So anyway, here we go, everybody, with uh, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 83, part B. Magic Mike with Mike Young. Sorry. How I got beat up too. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're back. Thanks for coming back, man. Thanks for inviting yeah, thanks me back. For, I had so much fun last time. <laughs> um, so okay. So here we're talking about your fucking pusshoundedness, or that's not even the right word. I don't know whatever it is. Just gentleman. Just being a gentleman. Just gentleman. Just that's what it gentleman. is. <laughs> gentleman, Mike. <laughs> um, but first of all, welcome back. Well, by the way, let's clarify that I'm not bragging here. Like, I'm, right. this is never a thing. I never want to be. I'm not. Well, that's bragging. what we talked about. It's not you bragging. wanted to talk Absolutely. about this, and I just decided to tell the truth. Absolutely. I'm yeah. not brag. It's not my style. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. No, you're always been understated about it. We've never. It's like I was like, dude, Mike Young gets so much pussy. It's not like you walking around talking about it. Uh, well. Yeah, you're just you're just sharing. That's all. I'm asking you questions because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm asking interested. A lot of questions about it. Yeah, you're not a, like a predator. <laughs> At all? Yeah, you don't. And you I'm don't, not a sexual. Ad, I'm not a and sex. You don't addict. lie to girls. No lying. No, I mean just basic. I mean, you know, the little stuff. age and shit like that. I like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like yeah. that. We are going to go out again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. You're definitely going to come visit me in Detroit. Um, so uh, <laughs> you don't live in Detroit. Oh, I get it. Um, so you get these girls. I asked you about about how much you're worried about uh, uh, disease. Um, uh, there was other questions I had for you, definitely that I wanted to get to. Uh, when did you lose your virginity? How old were you? Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. That's young. And it was by an older chick. It was like straight up on a ski trip. Really? And I was I pulled a Mike Young like I've been telling you about, and I had no fear. And these girls, you know how you go on vacation, ski trip with the family, and there's a hotel, and then other families meet other families, and yeah, we became friends with like this family that had two hot daughters, and apparently there was a third daughter that I had never met yet. And we're in the pool with these girls, all, both 15 years, one's 15, one's maybe 16, whatever, me and my buddies. And we're like, hey, come up to our room later. We'll eat pizza. Like, we'll order pizza, <laughs> like, whatever you do on a vacation. And no joke, the girl showed up to our room, one of the girls and her older sister, who I'd never, who I How didn't old? know she even had. She was 21 years old. Okay. And I was 15. Whoa. And yo, she was, first of all, she was beautiful. So I had a hard on right when she walked in because I was 15. Right, you're like, what? You know what, I mean? what is going on here? She got in my bed, Ari, and like we start making out, blah blah blah. And she went under the covers and like and like gave me head, and I'd never had head. I mean, I'd never had anything. And she gave me head, and I was like, okay, that feels like heaven. amazing. That feels unbelievable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she took me down to the ground next to the bed because my boy was on the other bed. 
uh, you know, in with, a two, we're on two double beds. He's uh, with the other girl on that bed, and we go on the floor next to the wall. And next thing I know, I'm clipping a 21 year old, and I don't know where anything is. I'm I don't know what hole is going. Oh, on. Yeah. I don't know what's, all I know is that I lasted probably a minute and a half. Yeah, and that's not bad for your first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like 30 minutes right now, and it felt great. It was unbelievable, and. But yeah, I lost my virginity to an older chick on a ski trip. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked too. I cool. remember I told my dad. I think it was cool, but I just didn't know. When she went under the covers and started blowing me, I did not know where the fuck she was going. <laughs> I'm like, where are you going? Like, you're, what are you doing? Oh, bro? there oh, you are. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 what position was it? You just her on top when you started fucking? No, me on top. Oh, and just like, so you can hide under the bed pretty much, but well, no, lower than we the level were on the of the gr- bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bed was high up. We were yeah. on the ground. Nobody could see us, but I didn't know any Just other. quietly? Yeah, it was pretty quiet. I got, it was no like shit talking or nobody was getting banged. I always you know feel weird when I'm having sex, I'm really into it and looking at her and like doing, and then all of a sudden I realize like, oh, I haven't even made a, a sound for like three minutes. And you know what though? You know what's so funny? I'm not. Everyone's like so. I think it's again the, all the all the porn everywhere and like everything. Makes you feel sounds, like you have to go. Like, you got to make sounds. I'm not mm-hmm. a sound dude. Yeah. And I'm not a talker. I'm not, I don't have anything to say. I'm enjoying the fucking moment. I'm not a great shit talker. I'm not a great sound maker. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just like banging you, and I will touch you, and you will have a great time. <laughs> You're not gonna get fucking video effects. There's no fucking sound effects going on. I'm not gonna call you a whore unless you ask for it. I don't even know what that does to you. I uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I used to have a girlfriend that was like, yeah, call me a bitch. Some girls call like me it. Because it's like, yeah. like it's, I want it to be a dirty thing. It's fun to like yeah. experiment. It must be super dirty. Yeah. But I need you to be like, you filthy whore. I want yeah. to fuck you behind a dumpster. And I've done it. It's oh. fun. But yeah. I'm always worried like I'm not acting that well. Like I'm not doing a good enough just sale job. Because in my mind, is, yeah. we're comedians. So yeah. you know there's always a secondary thought in your like, mind. Is that right? Is that a good... And it's like a joke. It's like we're fucking... We got oh, yeah, jokes going on. Oh, yeah, I want to be a joke. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm like... Bang, you know, I always like feel like I'm going to run out of stuff. I was like, oh, look, I'm going to have like three or four lines. But how long does this go on? I'm going to run out of stuff, dirty things to say. I'm going to go back to whore. I'm going to revisit whore again. I'm going to repeat. Yeah. And you'll repeat. Yeah, you're right. It happens, and uh, I've never been a great talker, and I've never been a. Have you had ever had any um, uh, problems with, uh, like, uh, morally with worrying about like this girl might not like herself the next day, or this girl has a boyfriend, and maybe I shouldn't do this. I don't mess with chicks that I that knowingly you know you have, have a... dudes. Okay. I don't do that because. Number one, I didn't. I never was that dude anyway. I was yeah. like, I even wrote this as a joke. I think I said, I have the cheating gene, yeah, but I don't have the fuck your wife gene. You know what I mean? I don't have the I'll fuck a dude's wife or I'll bang a guy's girlfriend. Right. I don't. I'm not that dude. Some girls, some guys get off on that knowing. Yeah, well, if a dude comes up and goes, "Yo, bang my wife, please take my yeah. girl." Yeah, maybe we can negotiate and talk it out. But I had that I'm once not, in San Diego. I've heard about these these situations. This guy was right there. I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, "Really?" Was he in the room? We were all talking about it at that bar, at that across from the La Jolla store. Yeah, did you she, do it? She came up and she said, um, "You know, whatever." That was funny. It was just an annoying girl from up front, and yeah. I realized well, she's just an attention whore. But she was like, "Yeah, I want to fuck you." Um, and my, you know, my, my boyfriend's okay with it. I was like, "What?" And this other girl was like, "Don't do it. That girl's disgusting." I was yeah. like, mm, "You need to be quiet unless you're going to fuck me. You shouldn't be involved <laughs> in this conversation. You have a boyfriend. Yeah. Don't be jealous." Yo, you know what's so crazy is I what? don't. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I did it. You did I, it. We went back to the condo. Was he there? No. Uh, she met me. I was like, well, I'll meet you here at the address. Um, she met me. I let her in. Um, we banged. It was one of those 
epic sessions. Yeah, it went for, for like you. hours, like a few different times. Just one of those. Like Chris Rock used to say it. He goes, "Sometimes I'm really good at sex." But just sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I'll last three minutes. Every once in a while, I'll go an hour and yeah. be the champion. But it's just pretty random. Yeah, hell yeah. But this is one of those times. It was great. She got me into choking. She was like, I want you to do it. And I was like, yeah. no, I shouldn't. But I was like, I love this. Yeah, I, like I didn't it. realize how opened up I was by f- it. Yeah, I'm a fan. So we finished finally. The last time we did it. And, uh, and she goes, all right, I'll call uh, the, the boyfriend to pick me up. I was like, oh, he's coming to pick you up? You didn't drive here? And she goes, no, he's waiting at Denny's. It's like... Across the street? Yo. He's waiting at Denny's for three hours? Yeah, I don't like that shit, man. But he was okay. I mean, he, was, yeah. he knew where, our, where we were. He was like, yeah. I've had too many dark experiences in my life to trust. That I can't do it if I know it's going to happen. If, he, if I know that he's waiting there, I'm like, I don't want some dude thinking right. about me and how long yeah. I'm going to take. And I don't need that kind of extra pressure. I, uh, I believe that we make decisions in our life based on things in our past, like based on things that have happened. Like I've been beat up. Right. By a jealous dude, you know what I mean. So I will never, even if a, I'll think it's a setup. I'm so paranoid that I'll think if a girl and a dude come up to me and say he wanted, you yeah. know, fuck my girl, I'll think he's gonna have a gun waiting for Has me. Has that happened to you a lot? No, but I've been. It happened to me that one time in West Palm. Okay, I want to get to that story. That's what I thought too with this girl in San Diego. I was like, this might be a robbery, yeah. but I'm gonna risk it. Yeah, I've never. One other time was I. I was paranoid. One time, it's crazy. I got into a fight. Like in between my college years, I got into a fight when I was visiting home in Detroit, and I beat up a dude. It's weird that this is similar to what happened to me out here, but like I beat up like an Italian kid yeah. in Detroit. And word was that, and I remember some of the Detroit Red Wing players were at the bar at the time, and I remember them saying like, "Yo, he's like a big time, uh, you know, connected guy. You fucked up." And I'll never forget. A month later. I meet the hottest chick in the bar, Ari. I mean, straight up, like, Super she hot. walks in, and the record stops, and the smoke uh, comes, yeah. that type of shit. Like Wayne's and World, I say and to her, comes in. And I pull, and I say to her, and she's dressed scantily clad. Like, Where just, is this? this is, it, but, no, this, no, no, this is in Michigan. This is, okay. I'm telling, this is uh, in Michigan. You asked me if I'd ever been paranoid before. This oh, yeah. is, like, the first okay. time. But... I said to her, guys, I just in passing, like, does your mom know you're wearing that? Like, yeah. Or does your dad? Something like that. She's like, come here. And she takes my hand, no joke, and now I'm fucking, my boys are there, and I'm making out with her in a bar, the hottest girl in the bar, all right? And my boys are like, holy shit, young, where the fuck, where'd you meet her? And I'm like, I don't know where I met her, I just met her, to say, I just uh, said something to her. You just said something. And next thing I know, I'm, she takes me back to her place, and I'm thinking, this is the easiest pussy I've ever gotten in my life, on top of she's the finest girl I've seen in years. So now, mm-hmm. my paranoid I start thinking maybe this is a setup. I'm thinking movie shit. I'm like maybe the Italian dude that I beat up sent her in to take me home to me fucking alone. shoot me when uh. I get home. And I nothing happened. I went back. I banged her. She came out in fucking high heels and a bikini. I banged her in her pool area. What do you call it? like an indoor pool house or yeah. in wow. Michigan? They like it wasn't like a giant house, but for some reason she had like an enclosed an pool type pool. of situation. I don't know. I banged her. Not budgeting your money well. I banged her in the pool area. and But I remember thinking while I'm banging her, I'm going to get killed. I could get killed. So I was like paranoid fucking and not even enjoying the sex with the hottest chick ever. Right. So that was the first time I was ever paranoid. And then, you know, you know what happened to me in, in yeah, what happened? West Palm. I mean, you want to talk about it right yeah, now? Yeah, let's talk yeah. about it. Why not? Yeah. So you're there. Who are you there with? Me, Renazizi, Tripoli. Okay. Three animals. 
we're there for the Young American Comedy Tour. This is the old West Palm. This, this before is, they rebuilt it. Before they rebuilt okay. it. Okay. Maybe still the same place. Same exact place, but yeah, now it's rebuilt. How so many years ago? This is five years ago. Okay. It was probably like the second run of the Young American Tour. Like, by by the way, I thought that thing was going to be huge. I thought, yeah. fuck, I mean, all our boys were on it. We're all hoping it would be. We, we, well, yo, you know why? You know why it's not, or what? why it wasn't? Because comedians are so fucking lazy that yeah. I was doing all the work, yeah. and I tried to tell those guys, listen, guys, we can just share the profit if we just stay together, and don't you go to Cleveland for eleven hundred dollars, and don't you go to Denver for eleven hundred dollars. We're going. all can stay together and make money. So they didn't get that. That's like the Jew in me was it was like business operative. You know what I mean? So anyway, we're out there, Young American Tour, Thursday night, me, Renazizi, and Tripoli. We're having a great time already. We do the show. We rock the show Thursday night. Great show. Everyone's having fun. We come outside. Some hot chick is like rolls up on me. She's like, hey, my friends own the Blue Martini next door. You want to come to the Blue Martini bar? We're like, yeah, hell yeah. Sure. The three of us go over there. Tripoli's dry humping everybody. You know what I mean? He's just a fucking animal. He's just <laughs> dry humping the whole. He's, I look over. He's on the dance floor, dry humping. Renazizi's next to me, getting hammered. I think he was just about to get married or engaged. I don't remember. So he's yeah. being cool. He's next to me in the booth. Um, the chick is right next to me in the booth. Actually, Renazizi next to her. She's rubbing on my arm, and I swear to God, I remember my thought clearly. I was thinking, how lucky am I? Like. I just did a show in West Palm, Florida. Yeah. I got a hot chick on my arm after the show. Life is great. Like I, 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 <laughs> you I really had tour. that thought. I swear to God, I had that thought. And Renazizi goes to the bathroom. He so he's there. Tripoli's on the dance floor. I'm alone with the chick and two other girls that were just at the show that came to say hi. And I look over and I'm talking to the girl. And I swear to God, it wasn't five seconds after I had the thought of how great my life is that boom, boom, boom. I just get blasted. I don't see a motherfucker. I don't see a thing. I just feel a hammer come down on my face. And he blasted me like boom, 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 five times. Before I even knew what was happening, I cover up. I stand up like this. Like I know I'm, I know I'm hurt. I stand up. I cover up. I look. And all I see is like a body going like boom, boom, and out the door. He was gone. I never saw his face. Really? I never saw anything. I swear to God. So I'm all fucked up. My nose is broken. I'm gushing blood. Tripoli sees this fight while like he he was too late. Yeah. He comes over. He's like, "Holy fuck, where is that guy?" The piece of shit bouncers took him out. Like they they let they knew him somehow. They knew him. They knew him. They let him out the fucking back. They let him out the back. He's gone. I run outside. I look. I, I see nobody. I'm a mess. I go in the I go in the bathroom. I don't know what has happened to me. I go in the bathroom. I look. My nose is broken. I'm all fucked up. Now I'm going into a depression. Renazizi and Tripoli come in. They're like, holy shit, bro. He's gone. We can't find him. The girl that was sitting next to me comes in. And I swear to God, my psychic powers kicked right in. And I looked at her and she was like sort of crying. And she's like, I don't know what happened. I just This guy just came and da da da. And I just looked at her. I said, who the fuck was that? Who the fuck was that? I said, you know, yeah. I said, you know exactly who that dude was. I said, don't fucking lie to me. And she held her ground. She's like, I don't know who he is. I don't know who it was. I just, I just saw a guy. So she's crying. And so Renazizi and Tripoli are on her. They're like threatening her. We're going to fucking drive you around. You're going to fucking be in the trunk of a car. They're threatening her <laughs> life. She cries, 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 goes home. Uh, we don't see her. Next thing I know, the fucking ambulance comes. 
because I need an ambulance. They fucking take me to the hospital. Yeah. Tri- me, Renazizi, and Tripoli are fucking rolling to the hospital. Emergency <laughs> in West Palm. I'm all fucked up. I get in the emergency room. I got a broken nose. They stitch me up. I can't do the rest of the shows because my tapes. I, got, you, I saw you later, and you looked fucked. That was a different thing. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. You know that. Oh, yeah. That was the fucking gangster shit that happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst story of all time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, this, oh, this wow. This is me getting sucker punched in West Palm, bro. I've been through a lot. So what was it? What was So it? I get to the oh, hospital, yeah. and Run is Easy and Tripoli still to this day tell this story because I'm in the I'm in the waiting room whatever they, they stitch me up they numb me up I'm talking I'm okay and I called this chick that I knew in Miami this model yeah. like it was like the only friend I had besides my boys and she came at like one in the morning in fucking the shortest shorts you've ever seen and heels and a t- little tiny t-shirt and she like runs up to the thing past Renazizi and Tripoli like I'm here to see Mike Young is Mike Young here and they're yeah. like of course Mike's got a fucking supermodel chick <laughs> coming to visit him even beat up fucked up in the hospital he's got he's Florence got Nightingale chick, coming he's got some chick to come save him who's like in high heels like a model off the runway her name was carly she was smoking hot so i'm getting stitched up and i got the girl's phone number who who i knew you know the girl that was sitting next to me and i called her and i said you have 24 hours to fucking come up with a name i know you know who that is now my uncle happened to be in town and my uncle is like kind of like a he's like a connected dude in detroit and he knows a lot of people and he's got a house in west palm yeah you know how the jews do it uh-huh. got a house yeah, gotta there. have a place out you there for I mean? tax purposes yeah exactly <laughs> so vacation. he's sheltering money in the in the east um and so i go home that night carly stays with me we're all pissed off you know what i mean i call the you know joel at the improv i call the martini i tell everyone we're suing you the fuck out of everybody i tell everyone we're suing them i threaten everybody i'm losing my mind um the next day the girl shows up at the improv with the guy's information i'm sorry this is my ex-boyfriend here's who it is he was a fucking violent uh like abusive crystal meth ex-drug addict dude who fucking was stalking her saw me and just decided to blast on who the fuck is this dude so i get his name i get his number i press full charges i find out where he lives and they arrest him yeah and now i'm setting up a court date because i'm gonna put him in jail now no 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 this is like back then so fast forward to all in between all this my uncle and i went to the blue martini the next day and my uncle like secretly walked to the side to the with the manager and was like basically you know I'm going to fucking ruin your fucking life yeah. if you don't fucking find out it's who time. punched my it's fucking... It's a who beat up somebody. Yeah, so find it now. Yeah. So that second, that piece of shit at the fucking martini got on the phone calling every one of his employees, like, give me the guy's name, give me his name, who the fuck was that, blah, blah, blah. Like, four people got fired there from this incident. And, you know... In, so, so then fucking I drama queens. That guy beat up somebody and makes all his friends lose their job. Yeah, to try to protect him. Just a piece about, of don't be an fucking asshole. shit. This guy. Yeah. And uh, so I get his license. Have him arrested. We're getting ready for court. I'm packed. Like now, I'm, I'm back in L.A. now. And of course, we had to cancel. I the Young American tour kept going. I just couldn't perform on my own fucking tour. <laughs> young. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you're the young and young American. You know what I mean? So it was a mess of a weekend. So we stay there. This guy gets arrested. Uh, I'm pressing full charges I want to lock him up Because I know he can go away For a year for that 
Like I, I try should. To, you can't just randomly wail yeah, on somebody and yeah. just beat them up. But knowing what white trash motherfuckers are out there and how shady some people are and like you never know what the cops and it's not my hometown. Who knows who he knows? I knew there was a little chance that he wasn't going to go to jail. So his lawyer, the day before the trial, I'm, yeah. I'm here, packed. And the day before the trial, his lawyer calls and says he wants to cut a deal. He'll pay you whatever money, you, can, you know, your medical bills, blah, blah, blah. Come up with a number and let's do this. And I fucking came up with a number and then I tripled it. I came up with my medical bills. Yeah. I tripled the number, something I could live with. And I fucking called him back. I said, tell your boy he owes me. I want this much money. I want this much every week. Boom, he agreed to it. That night, we fucking faxed back and forth some papers. I signed the papers. Next thing I know, every week for a year, I was getting a check from the Florida Department of Corrections. Oh, really? Because they had to go it through goes them. through them, yeah. Because it's, like, it's a settlement. It wasn't just a, a deal settlement. you guys made. Exactly. It was a real deal. A real for you settlement. to not press charges. For me to not press charges and for him to not have a felony. So I was on the fence about it because I was bummed out. I wanted him to have a felony and I wanted him yeah. to go to jail. But because there was a slight chance that like he'd get off on something, yeah. I just didn't want to fucking risk. I don't want to go to Florida, go to trial, and have this motherfucker not uh, go to jail. Also, so I took the money. It t- if, and I it, buried him because it turned out he was broke. Yeah, that's I garnished enough, his wages. Enough money, it's like, this will make you realize I exactly. can't do this anymore. Whatever, yeah. the, whatever the punishment is, if, it makes you realize I can't ever just beat some random dude up again. You just can't fucking do that. So you think, and you had, the, had you even hooked up with this girl? Didn't hook up with her at all. Wow. Did nothing so with this fucking piece of shit. Anything. Nothing. Got sucker punch blasted. My feeling with boyfriends is like, that ain't my responsibility. I'm not going to try to fuck some guy's girlfriend, but if she has a boyfriend, that's got nothing to do with me. Right. I don't want cask. I don't care either way. Yeah. And that's a good attitude to have. But because of my experiences, I just shy away from chicks and relationships. I just don't go there. I just don't yeah. anymore. It's just my own rule. I just put it on myself and it's just because of that type of shit. That's but, fair. But uh, the funny shit was, you know, Brett is from is from that area. Florida, like, yeah. yeah. So he had like 12 of his meathead awesome friends that were at the show and you know, his friends are either going to jail, coming out of jail, <laughs> just have been in jail. want to go to jail, they love jail, they go there for fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. And his boys, purposes. and his boys were like, yo, Mike, Say the word, bro. We, you know, just give us the address, and we'll take care of this dude. And I just didn't do it. Wow, yeah, it's tough. You're like, how far is this going to go? Include me. I've had many moments like that, man. Like it's like, it's weird. Like what? I, I, like, what do you mean moments like that? I've had moments where like I, I had I could have done some bad, really bad shit. Yeah, but it's like you don't want to get into that. And I didn't. I didn't want to. And I just called it. You know, but it was. Believe me, there were many nights where I was like, "My, I'm not, I'm not breathing through my nose properly," and I'm reminded yeah. every fucking day. A lot of people do and that. They like, you know, I could have done something to you, and it's like, what are you bragging that you didn't do something horrible? Exactly, <laughs> you shouldn't have done it. And That's I just it. let it go, and I let karma play itself out, and you know, you got a bunch of money out of him. I got his money, you know, but you can't. Did you end up hooking up with that girl? No, your face is all fucked. I never talked to that. Guy. I wanted to kill that. I didn't even want to see that girl. Yeah. Believe me, I've, I've looked both of them up numerous times, like on Facebook and shit. They're not even on. Yeah, you've. Uh, do you ever hook up with ugly chicks? Yeah, you do. Well, no. I mean, I thought you said have I in the oh, past? Yeah. I don't actively look for an ugly. But like, you know, how often? It's one of the good things about me, bro. I, I don't give a. I'm, I'm, you're a little fat. Let's do it. I'm not fucking. I'm not Stamos, bro. I don't yeah. have fucking dime pieces standing next to me all day. I'm a Jew from Detroit. Like I said, I got. Fucking, what are you adopted or full Jew? Full Jew. Oh wow. Favorman's adopted. adopted huh? It's Favorman that's adopted. I didn't even know Favorman was adopted. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. One of you two, because neither one of you guys look like Jews. Because neither one of you guys look like Jews. 
No, Faber's adopted. That's definitely him. I remember that. He probably is a Jew, though. Who, he and then looks adopted like a, into Jews. He looks like a big, hairy, old school. Like He looks like Bear Jew from Bear Glorious Jew. Yeah, Basket. exactly. exactly. You know I mean? He's big, big and meaty. rough. Man, that should have been a bear character. A bear character? No, Bear Jew should have been done better in, yeah. in, uh, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. He's like, oh, Bear Jew. And you're like, mm, that wasn't that crazy. No, I think it was, what, what's his name? The actor. Eli Roth? Like, yeah. Yeah. The director. Yeah, it was like, mm. the entrance yeah. was pretty cool with the bat. And then yeah. like, Nah, you just have a bat, really. Yeah, you're really not Barry. No. You're not bearish. I'm not scared of you. Yeah. Um, you? What's the difference that you've seen over the years in vag hair? Like, <laughs> what are the trends that you've I seen for someone who's been consistently fucking? Sex talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it just keeps getting to be less and less. It just keeps going down. It just keeps going down. It's like, like 90s was bushy and like the O's was. The 90s was bushy. The thousands, the O's were soft yeah. and like, you know, starting to be tended to. Yeah. The mid 2000s got to be crafty and like well designed. Oh, like a little box, a little triangle or something. Yeah, like here's a, here's a, uh, here's a strip with an inverted V at the top. You know what I mean? Like here's an artist, like a new version of like a wow. tattoo artist, you know? Yeah. Around 07, I think shit got, started to go bald, which I don't love, man. I'm into it. I'm sure you are. You're yeah, a I like it. freak. My ex, my ex went bald a few times for me, and I just, I just, I, I don't need it. I like it. I don't not like it, right. but I, I don't, don't need, need it. Every once in a while, I get someone with like a full bush, and you're like, really? Right. right. Still, and you're like, still feels fine though. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, I think I've actually felt like a full bush in the like the last, like in the last couple of years. I was you, remember you one? there was like a full bush involved. I remember thinking, damn girl, <laughs> you know what I mean? You what don't do you, read? Do you, do you trim your shit or do you just leave it up to grow? I'll go, I, I usually I'll go through like a heavy growth phase. I don't keep it manicured at yeah. all. But like if I know a strong weekend's coming, I might. And you'll do some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll trim it up. I don't really. Mess I actually with like it, But I feel bad not messing with it because I'm like, well, I'd like you to manicure your shit, and I'm just a yeah. fucking free flowing jungle down there. Yeah, and my jungle ain't pretty. You know what I mean? It oh really? Yeah, it's like yeah. There's fucking hair growing in different I areas. I grown hair once. I shaved all the junk. You shaved it all? Uh, yeah, and then I got an ingrown hair. Like it, it Don't shave it, bro. I just go with a little electric razor and just fucking trim it up. Just so. Just trim it. Yeah. It's great. It feels bigger. Everything. <laughs> you you <laughs> can see more. Sticking out more. You, know you get an extra half inch out of there. I love, I love a good trim. <laughs> Don't measure uh, from the base. That's so funny. Uh, uh, what happened in, in, in West Palm? Was that a whole... Oh, you mean, no, no. You mean what happened with the, uh, yeah. the real beating where you saw my face severely hurt? Yeah. That was... Uh, Can you talk about that stuff? I have talked about it. I, I just kind of... You have so many people listening to you that I don't know. It was like a more of like a crime... Stuff that you I, really can't let out for that sort of thing. It's like totally cool not to talk about. Yeah. I mean, no one's if like... it's just an ego thing, I'm like, don't be a puss. Just talk about it. But if it's something like, like this might really come back to haunt me in yeah, a bad way. It probably will never come back to haunt me, really. The gist of it just was that I got into a fight at a show... And I ended up beating up the wrong person. And then they found me, you know. And it was like, it's time for you to take your beating. You got to come take a beating. And I took the fucking beating of a lifetime. I forgot about that. They made you show up knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. Do you remember the night I, I hid out? I was... You ran away from them? Yeah. Like the fr- Yeah. What ha- uh, let's not talk about okay, it. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's, let's go back to puss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's just keep the mystery going on that one. Uh, that was yeah. Mike Young being a dumb Detroiter throwing a punch and the punch coming back to haunt me in a very bad way. That's what I mean. It's like, just don't even get to shit like that. You, and you deserve some consequences. Totally. You, don't- you know what I mean? Even though I was breaking up a fight 
And when I looked at the dude and he was threatening me, my first thought was, I'm going to throw the first punch and hopefully I'll just get him down and like it'll be over with. Right. It just so happens that's what I did. And I threw the first punch, and it ended up punching the, the wrong worst guy. dude I could possibly have done. Okay, I had a bunch of Brett Ernst's friends. <laughs> that would be he great if it's all, all Brett Ernst's friends. Yeah. They're like, well, you had your chance. Now yeah. we're on you. Yeah, I hit a dude who just was too connected in too many worlds that I didn't run in. And next thing I know, boom. Oh, that wasn't young. about girls at all, huh? No girls. That was me being a dumb-dumb. That's the thing, man. Like the Detroit mentality, I still have like a little bit of that, that. fighting to stay alive. Just like that, survive. I don't know what it is. It's like maybe it's like growing up in the scrap business and kind of being around like rough things. There's a jungle. No, but I didn't grow jungle. up. I didn't, you know, bro. I, my dad did great. Like I didn't grow up. Poor. I wasn't poor or anything like that. But like there was just always like a rough element close by. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and I wasn't one of those. I was just never like afraid. I don't know. I went through a trouble period where I just, and it was always just ingrained in me. And I really believe that like we are our ancestors, that the genes play a way bigger role than we think. Yeah, I think so. And I look back on my ancestry and I know that there's like some criminal elements. It's like when a dog, a, a really tame dog, you know, snips at somebody, bites at somebody. Not hard. We're like, what was that? It's like, hey, he's a dog. That's exactly. what it was. Exactly. You can't really fully help it. Exactly. And I, I think I still have. Yeah. There's like bootleggers in my, you know what I mean? You, you go back five generations, we got bootleggers, yeah. prohibition. My grandfather owned a strip, basically owned a strip club. You know what I mean? Yeah. He owned a bar called the Purple Pussycat. Whoa. You don't own a place in Detroit called the Purple Pussycat in the 60s. And not have to get down with some bad s- shit. You know what I mean? Without seeing some shit. Yeah. So I think I got a little bit of a of that in hood you. in me. Did you, uh, did you ever... I had this problem recently. I'm just not letting me do it anymore. But do you ever like miss out on hanging out with guys or your friends just so you can taste chase tail? Do I miss hanging out with my buddies just to go out and like um, pick up chicks? Yeah. Well, my all my boys at home are married, so like, do I miss? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm saying, do you ever like mortgage those good times with guys? For the idea of like, let me go. I'm gonna try to bang this chick, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're all gonna hang out at the movie, or we're all gonna go to the beach." And you're like, no, I can't. I gotta no. go with this girl. You don't do that. No, uh-uh. I don't leave my boys for a chick. I yeah. don't. I, I actually have more fun hanging with my boys, yeah. talking shit, watching the game. I'll put a girl on hold for that. I just started doing this, where um, where right, like I'm like, you can come. Totally, but like if I'm if I'm planning on hanging out with my friends until two, yeah. you're more than welcome to join me until then, yeah. and then we can go do it. Yeah, but it's like why why lose that fun night? Uh huh. Just for the idea of you know fifty percent, whatever, maybe minutes. getting yeah. getting laid. Yeah. No, and I think you just I think that's something that you have that you learn. Yeah, that you grow you do into it, it too. Yeah, you do it a couple times. You leave your boys. You regret it, yeah. and then you wake up and go, okay, that's done. I'm done and once now. you've had sex enough times, you're like, oh, I've had sex. It's, it's not life changing. Totally. It's not like that first time when you're 15, when you're, no. you're like, what is this? It's yeah. just like, yeah, I got laid last night. Exactly. You don't even tell people most times. Exactly. And it's funny though, because I have friends that are, you know, still like our age that will ditch the fellas to go chase some tail. Mm-hmm. I have friends that will mm-hmm. ditch and like go. And I just, no, I enjoy male bonding and the camaraderie and all that shit. Yeah. You know? Are, is there any fear? I'm only checking these because I asked people for questions online and they gave me a bunch. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, is there ever a time when um, when you think you're not able to get laid anymore? Are you going to be worried about it? Like you get too old for it? No, because I just look at my uncles. <laughs> I look at like my <laughs> yeah. 68-year-old uncle who still gets laid. Really? And I think to myself, uh, yeah, because I have thought that, Ari. Plus, if you just stay in shape like and stay mm-hmm. healthy, 
you're going to be, you, you can fuck. I mean, you can have, it's right. not going to be a problem. And like, I, I actually got a physical yesterday because I'm such a Jew. Yeah. You know, every year I like to get a checkup. Sure, I like why to know not? I'm healthy. Yeah. Went when in. Cancer. You know what I mean? And the doctor's like, you know, are you sexually active? Yeah, yeah. And you're that's like, good. fuck yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, ask Ari, bro. You know, and I said, come on the podcast. We'll talk about how active I am. But uh, I, love, I love being honest with my doctor. I go in there yeah. and they're like, I need an STD test. Like, why? You know, you just had one like uh, eight months ago. Is there, like, usually once a year is enough. I'm like, yeah. I take some chances, man. <laughs> and I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. So I want to go ahead and know if I got uh, anything. Yeah. Like, was there anything specific? I was, I was in Brazil. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, let's just get me a test. That's that all. That is funny as hell. Yeah. And he goes, oh, sure. That's Absolutely. a good enough answer. Be honest with your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And I went in yesterday. He's like, yeah, you're healthy, healthy prostate. You know, there was a strong finger in my ass, which fucking really threw me. He gave me. one of those? It's yeah, been I told, a long I, yo, time bro, for that. I told my bro, because cancer runs in my family, so I'm like, do what you got to do, bro. Yeah. Put a finger in my ass, a camera, I don't care. Let me know I'm healthy. So he does the finger in the ass thing, and I, you know, it's never comfortable, but I told my brother <laughs> yesterday, I said, automatically, it's just my body position went into shame. Like a shameful, <laughs> like my hand went up to my face and I like kind of half cried. It's sexual though. It's not even sexual. No, it's not. But it's something. So because it's ingrained about how we're so scared of being called a gay at any time. That we have I don't to know like, what the fuck it was, but it, first of all, it hurt a little bit. It's like it hurts. Yeah. And they go, you know, to really check the problem, they got to go in. They got to fucking reach You know what I mean? There. He goes, no, I'm going to reach around. I'm like, I thought that's already what was happening. <laughs> what He's like, no. What He's like, been doing? I'm like, ah, oh, my hand, my hand literally goes like this. I'm just like, oh. Really? Yeah. And it automatically went into shame Does face. that feel good at all? No, but... Uh, I did. I couldn't tell if I was gonna pee. I thought I was gonna pee on the table. Oh really? Like I called my brother. I go, yo, bro. I don't know how they do it. He's like, who? I'm like, I don't know how the, the you know how gay men. I mean, I guess oh, you yeah. get used to that because yeah, I just because I girls just had too. A, girls will do anal the first time. It's like eh, then you gotta like stretch it out. Yo, a little I've bit never done relax. Anal. I've never done it, dude. I, really? Yep. Really? Never. I've had that. Isn't that shocking? The offer obviously has been on the table multiple, and you said multiple, no? and I tried it once with one of my girls, and like all I remember, she's just like ah, and like flew like a couple feet from the you know, like, no, no, the, forget it. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, it hurts me too. Um, uh, my wife did it for me, but she wasn't like super into it, but she'd done it before. Yeah, she was just like, yeah, if you've never done it, you know, I'll, I'll do it so you know what it feels like. What a cool move, cool girl. Yeah, I remember but, your wife; she was cool, mellow, oh, not a hellraiser. Absolutely. Um, we had this. We had them trying to remember this moment. We were fucking with some girl in the back of you know the, right where the, everybody smokes outside. Yeah. Um, behind the belly room steps and the OR steps, like right there, and we were just convincing some girl. She was like, I don't know how we got into it, but me and Jason Tebow and one other person were just trying to convince her to blow me right there. <laughs> but it was like a, like she she just walked by. There was nothing yeah. there. We're like, yeah, no, just you know, suck his dick. It'll be yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and she was like, what? And um, uh, you talk, and she was just like fucking with it. And Allie walked in right then. And we're like, yeah, it's like a normal thing. And some girl's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, hey, you, to, to my wife. <laughs> and she's like, um, yes. And she goes, uh, they were like, uh, I forget who said it, but it was like, um, would you blow this guy? Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty clean. 
Uh, I just showered like you know four hours ago. She's like, oh, it seems like seems okay. Is there anything to it? I was like, no, just you know, just looking to. Yeah, I'll try it. That's and then right there, I took my dick out. She just leaned over, shut, blew up. me a little bit for like for like twenty seconds. She goes, yeah, it's great. All right, uh, I'm gonna go inside. Yo, and she just that, went inside. And this girl's mind just got blown. Yo, Ari, that is genius. Girl. Yeah, this that girl was is, like, wait, what is happening? Is, what world am I in? You freak. Yo, that girl still thinks about you to this day. <laughs> she, to this day, she's every now and then. Probably. She's like, man, you're not gonna fucking believe what happened. It wasn't just me because some other random girl just passed yeah. by and she was into it. It happens. And she's probably blown a dude because of that. <laughs> just gone for it. Yeah, you made the, yeah, you were giving back. You paid it forward. <laughs> I made a freak a freak. Um, uh, how do you, uh, some of these questions that we already got to, how do you approach an eight plus? Would you charge for lessons? <laughs> would you, yes. You would charge it's a good lessons. side. It's a good you side. Should, you should teach a class. Yeah. You really should. You're so fucking good at it. You're so good at it. Yo, every dude asks me shit, but it's, I mean, Ari, it's a weird, I don't know, man. This question, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. If you tell me what you're doing, I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. Like, yeah. I could, if you, if you give me, if this guy tells me, like, what his moves are, what he's doing, I could tell him what tell he's you doing where wrong. where you fucked up. Yeah. It's I, a lot of it's just confidence, right? Just like, just go just, for it. it. Be cool with yourself. Confidence. Be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Be cool with your imperfections. That's what I say. I used to worry a lot about like, what's this girl going to be interested by? I had to, and then at some point I realized she'll be interested by me. Exactly. So just say what you're interested by. Totally. And then she'll be into that. Just like I want to hear from anybody. If I'm yeah. talking to a random dude. Yeah. If me and you are hanging out at lunch and one of your buddies comes up. Yeah. I'm not going to try to impress the buddy. Uh-uh. I'm just going to talk about what I, what I read or what I heard about on NPR. And yeah. if he's into that, then cool. Then we can have a good discussion. Totally. Totally. That's what it should be like with girls. Just, yeah. Just be yourself. Well, you know what? Girls are so impressed with that shit because there's such a lack of good discussion going on. Yeah. That if you have any game verbally and you, and you can discuss with girls and have a real conversation and be intelligent. Like, listen, bro, we're living in L.A. No yeah. offense to L.A., but like... There's not that many intelligent conversations happening in our world around yeah. here. You know what I mean? And if you can just, yeah, yeah, I, right. I think I think no a good conversation. Yeah. I think a good conversation is worth a lot. Yeah, you know. And I go, that's, I go in strong with the verbal. That's the reason, by the way, not in order to get me late, but that's the reason why I stay non-monogamous is because it's one of the biggest ones. Like I like conversations with new people. Same here. I say the best conversations I ever have are in between the first and second time I fuck somebody. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like I'm not looking for anything. I definitely want to bone again, but it's going to take 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah, so let's just chill and we talk. And I'm not looking for anything. Yeah, so we can actually really talk. Absolutely, you're. Well, that's a great point actually because most of the most of the talk before you have sex is to get it's to, to having get, sex. Yeah, and that's already on your mind. Yeah, if you can master the art of making it seem like you're not trying to have sex, when yeah. you're having, if you can seem like. If you can have that conversation, be like your second conversation. During the first time. Yeah. When you just meet when, somebody. When you meet a girl, act like you've already had sex with her. There you go. Tip wow. number one from Mike Young. <laughs> act <laughs> like you guys have already slept together and you have no fear of talking to her and you have you know what I mean and you're not holding any anything back. Yeah. And you guys have and you're already that confident. You've already got it. You already yeah. got her. Just have that confidence. You know? Wow. I mean Yeah, I like that. I'm no master, bro. I'm not you know what I mean? I, I, I never read the book uh the well, game, yeah, I yeah, never, I never read, read it game. either. Sometimes, sometimes girls say you're doing something from that. And you're like, first of all, I didn't read the game, so don't give me that shit. Right. Second I, of all, tell me exactly what the move is. I definitely <laughs> would like to learn. Right. I'm close. I'd like right. to get right there. Right. I'd like to see how many of those things that you're I already used. putting in. Yeah. yeah. I'll rewrite. Uh, the, rewrite the game. Yeah. The game with a hand touch. By the way, um, my album is out on iTunes right now, so everyone pick up my album, Revenge for the Holocaust. 
<laughs> it's on sale now. Hell yeah. Yo, yeah. my album's out. Look at that. This thing? Is this yeah. yours? Yeah. Oh, that's why you're on. On MikeYoungComedy.com. It's a DVD and a CD combo. Limited DVD and CD set. Wow. I did a documentary, which also nobody knows about, but I did a documentary years ago. It's dropping bombs. Yeah, I remember, remember that? dropping bombs. Yeah. yeah. Yo, everybody said they love dropping bombs, so <laughs> like I kept getting multiple requests for it. So I, I just dropping bombs. This is a good seat title with with picture. Yeah. Dropping bombs, just a little kid. Yeah. Taking a shit. Taking a shit. Yeah. It's, it's my whole life. I was gonna do dropping bombs too, like me now taking a shit with someone. Oh, nice. Same exact. Same glasses on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that you as a little kid? Yeah. My sunglasses. What are you two there? Not even. I think I'm one. I mean, that's. I think I'm like one and a half there. Mike Young's things I wish I didn't know. Limited edition DVD and CD set. Where does it go? Mike Young Comedy. Yeah, MikeYoungComedy.com. Okay. How much it, is it? It's twenty bucks. Not bad. And then like ten percent. Yeah, and ten percent of it all actually goes to this charity that I'm doing in, in Detroit. Really? It's called so yeah, Summer in the City. Oh, nice. I'm trying to help the city out, the kids. Good luck with that city. Why don't you pick a city that's not like in the middle of a black hole? You know what I mean? God. It's, it's, I mean, that's where I'm from, man. I, I'd like to see it, you know, get revitalized, get sure. some air going in there. I mean, Detroit was the shit back in the day. You know what I mean? You had the auto industry. It was all you based on auto industry. Motown. Huh? Yeah, you had Kronk Boxing. All the best fighters in the world came out of there. Detroit was booming yeah. in the 70s. And it's just, you so know. So 10% goes to the charity. The other 10% goes to that sweet weed from Zen. Zen. Yeah, Zen. Thanks. I was so happy when Zen I got healing. back and they weren't closed because I was hearing rumors. You heard they was, closed. I think they got, yeah. they got like. Raid, but it was something. It wasn't like a full raid. It was just right. like they had, they wanted to see the books, right? And they're all legit there, and so they're like, "Okay, Yo. you're good." I mean, let's just, I love Zen, man. They, I they love have the it. best. They've, it's always the cleanest weed. You Great. don't cough out of it. It's always <coughs> super clean. Great. You can and, try it if you want. And you the can. selection. What yeah. is it? It's a uh, sour diesel. Sour diesel. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hit right now. Yeah, it's great. You have a pipe. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Zen. It's a, by the way, this isn't a paid sponsorship, but like, if you're ever in West Hollywood, it's yeah. it's on Santa Monica on the south corner, just east, just east of La, La Cienega. Cienega. It's a big green neon pot leaf. Yeah, it's great. Friendly Zen people, healing. hot chicks working there. Super hot chick. He was one of the first ones to get hot like boob girls, and yeah, you're like, yeah, I'll buy more. Yeah, what you want to impress them? It's like they're like the bartenders. Mm-hmm. Bud tenders. They're they call bud them. tenders. Is that what they call them? They call them bud tenders. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine in there. But the funniest shit is—is is is this it, this? Yeah, just that. Yeah, nice. dip it in. Oh, you know what? All right, hold on. I got some grind. This is already grind up. Oh, nice. Use that. What, what's already in here? Give it a shot. See something is from this last this? night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I love it. People are like, go get me a new bowl. Like, fuck new bowl. My dad was a Holocaust survivor. We make right. things last. Right. What's your dad a Holocaust survivor? Yeah. How do I not know that? <laughs> How do I not know that about you, bro? I've known you for 16 years. Yeah, you didn't really ever talk about it much. You are one secretive motherfucker. I'm not secretive. I just shit No, but you got all up. this fucking history that no one knows about. Does it, yeah. Do all your boys, does everyone know about that? I don't know. Like, they might. They may. Yo, that is so heavy. I did an interview with him for this podcast. Your dad? Yeah, about that because he never really talked about it. And then he went to the Holocaust Memorial when it when it opened in DC. He was like, "I don't have to go. I I learned things my way. Like, I don't have to go to that. You know, I don't remember Wait, things." Did you know this as a chi- young young child? Like, mm-hmm. did he ever? Did, did, yeah, my grandfather was my grandfather was liberated from a, from a concentration camp. He was like, you know, another month and he's gone. But like, they were able to stop. Like all those people that were at those camps then, you know, the scenes yeah. where they come across and those people are still alive. That was, what yeah. my, was you know, my grandfather was one of those. Go ahead, take the hit because now I got a question for I got questions okay, go for ahead. you. Because I want to know, I want to know what the hell was going through your grandfather's head when he when they said 
you know, come on, we're going, were they just simply fucking lied to and they believed they were going to a camp to just do work and didn't have any thought in their mind that they were on death row? No. From, what, it, it what was, was, I want to know what, was, what they were thinking. Like, I, I definitely never to talked to my grandfather about it. And he was Israeli to the bone afterwards, you know, Romanian and then Hebrew, didn't know any English. But like, we, didn't, we just didn't talk about it then. I think they, from what I gather later, they were just like, I'm trying to think compared to like a movie. You know how like when they, um, yeah, when they, um, it's like when it, when it, when the British like just shove everyone like go, you're moving. It's just like that sounds a bad example. Like the Russians, the Gulag and stuff, they just command you, so you have to do it. They're like we were humans, but we had we, they were just robbed of all our humanity, so we'd do what they say or we'll shoot us. I saw other people get shot right in front of you. Kids get murdered in front of their parents, and it's like we just don't have any. You just immediately get like we have no rights. You, did your dad see people get killed in, near him, in front of him, or anything like that? I think so. I think he was in like a, a, a in a work camp. Yeah, not a death camp. How old was he? I think he was twelve when he was liberated. Your dad was in a work camp at twelve. Yeah, well, it's, they make the like, ghettos. Yeah, and so they just send everyone into you know and fence around it. Uh, the conditions are horrible. People have disease and right. shit. No, uh, you have to smuggle bread in from you know try to like make a trip out, smuggle in bread, or little things. I mean, risk death. My grandmother used to pay people in like food, uh, teachers, to tutor my father and his two sisters. Because she was like, if we ever get out of this, we're going to need education. To have an education, yeah. Holy shit. 12 yeah. is old. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. those memories are fresh. Yeah. You, you could forget at four, five, and six. Yeah, right, but you're right, not right. forgetting shit at 12. Yeah. And then after the war, they moved to, uh, they found the, the father. Their father, my yeah. grandfather, and then they all moved to Israel. All their stuff was gone. You know, they don't have anything anymore. So when your dad was in the camp, he was separated from his father. Mm-hmm. Your grandpa was in the... Yeah. Was he got ready. taken away. Yeah. He was with him a while, and then he got taken away, moved to like, you know... Yeah. How long was your dad separated from his dad? I think a couple of years. A couple of years? He didn't maybe, see his father maybe, or yeah. mother? I'm forgetting the exact details. No, he was with his mom the whole time. She, she was hasn't the, been... Yeah. Right. She was in the work camp, too. Yeah. But then, you know, if the mom dies or something happens, then you're yeah. fucked. And was your dad feeling like they were going like were there threats of killing the kids in the work camps? It wasn't like I'll fucking kill you. It was just you knew you don't mess with them in any way. You know, it's like when you see some gangsters downtown. Yeah. It's like you just don't. The threat is there. You don't yeah. have to think about it. Right, it's There's there. An armed fucking man twenty yeah. feet away that hates you. That hates you. Yeah. Oh my god. That hates the fact man. that you exist. And what kind of what kind of business did your dad end up getting into when he got to America? What was Afterwards, it? he got uh, he he owned a toy company for a while. He, he did like outdoorsy stuff. He did he was always just a businessman, right? He sold jewelry, just uh, had like a hustle in him. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. He had that from 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 yeah. Israel mostly too, right? And the army days in Israel, right? He's he had, a hard dude, like a yeah. Course, my grandmother. I remember her. I was at her house in Israel until in Peltikva before she died, and uh, and she was old then grandfather had already died uh-huh. she was there and she saw some cockroaches they had those big cockroaches the ones that look like the fucking eighth thing <laughs> yeah. you know uh, and I remember her just like it was like they're fast too and she fucking missed on the first hit and then just grabbed it in her hand and just sque- like made a fist with the cockroach and just squeezed crushed the life out of this cockroach and then like put it in the, the trash can and just carried on with the conversation like yeah. nothing you're not doing nothing yeah that's a memory that'll stick in a kid's yeah, I'm like, head that's forever that's a tough old lady yeah Yep. But she would give milk to cats. Destroy yeah. cats. Yeah. She had a sweet spot, but she was hardened by her life. Yeah. 
That's heavy shit. Oh, that, yeah. that, that's the opening of a movie right there. What? An old woman, an old Israeli woman. Fucking squeezing, squeezing a cock. I mean, that's, that's being casual about it. Yeah. That yeah. basically says everything about a person's character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody who just can grab a fucking live, gigantic cock. Do it. Get it done. An old woman and kill it in her hands. Not be phased by it. Throw it out. Right, they've been through enough. She's been through so much like, shit. Oh, this is that's an insect. It's alive. Like when you're old enough, you're like, yeah. you'll realize none of that matters. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That like yeah. what she went through it just desensitized her on so on levels that we could never even. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. I try to regain your humanity after yeah. that. It's tough. And my dad told me some stuff about the Israeli army that was like even more upsetting sometimes. The way the that stuff the, they would have to do would, and tr- the way they treat their own soldiers. The training. The training for it. Well, he was in special forces, but this was back then when they didn't have like. Back then, he fought in this, I think, '67 war. Yeah, um, they didn't have like a full army. You know, like right. if you're in the army here now, yeah. you you get your gun, you get this stuff. It's like they're hoping they find some arms to give to the to the work, you know, to the soldiers. Yeah. But they train them very well for if you're in a hand to hand combat with yeah. no weapons because you're going to be out of bullets at some point if yeah. you're out there. But to train them to take orders and because you got to be able to do anything they ask you, good yeah. or bad. So they give them this kitten. They give you these new, newborn kittens. And you have to, while you're doing all your training and stuff, your basic training and, and learning how to shoot you know, sniper rifles yeah. and fucking guns, hand-to-hand combat, in your off time, you have to take care of this kitten. And in three months or six weeks, whatever it was, you have to present a healthy kitten. Just like you have to do in, in home ec with, a, yeah. with an egg. Yeah, you have to present a healthy kitten. And if you don't, you're fucked. Holy shit. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I mean, that makes sense in some yeah. really crazy. That's like a really. That's a really evolved thought. Yeah. Now hold on. Now here's the end of it. Oh god. So they at the end of the six weeks, whatever it is, they present this kitten. Like yep. shows your kid shows it's healthy. You do it that so you've taken care of for six weeks. And yeah. Like okay, snap their necks. You fucking kidding me? No. And you got to snap this neck of this kitten that you've taken care of for the last six weeks and grown attached to. You're not, gonna, you're not about to say I'm joking. Nope. That's what they do. That's how you make a soldier. Yeah, that's some fucking heavy-duty mental war. That's how you make a soldier. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Look, I've never gonna, heard of that if before. If you're a sergeant, you've got to tell those two guys that go over there and those four guys that go there and knowing full well that guy's going to get killed. Yeah. There's no way he's... But I have to or we're all going to die. Yeah. How do you send your friend to go die? Yeah. We're such pussies over We're here. We're such pussies. I'm such a fucking homo. Gosh. I don't mean that in a homo way. I mean that in like a just I'm I'm a bitch. You yeah. know what I mean? Like snap the neck of a kitten after t- are you kidding me? Even just show the kitten, like here's a kitten, snap his neck. I'm like, no fucking way. But if one that I took care of for six weeks. I can't even tell my nephew he didn't have a good hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dude, you made a turnover that led to a goal, but I'm not gonna say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, that's so heavy. It's heavy, I know. Yo, bro, your dad, so that just formed the way he was as a father. I mean, I'm sure he could, maybe he was a loving father. I have no idea, but I mean, there's a hardness there. That yeah, he was great. He was always there for us. But like, yeah, um, but yeah it was, uh, yeah, was yeah, got to be something that's in you from that. Yeah, it just means that he's prepared for anything in life. Yeah. Tragedy, whatever comes your dad's way, whatever was going to come his way. He was- I saw him, one time I had this memory when I was real little. We were outside at like an outdoor concert, like, you know, those community concerts. It doesn't yeah. really matter who's playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, here's some music for you guys. I had those guys. in my neighborhood. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I love those. And I remember some guy being too drunk around, my, around me and my sisters and my mom. And uh, 
my dad eventually have to be like, all right, easy, easy, like get away. And the guy said something to him, and he just eventually my dad just handled it physically with this big redneck in North Carolina. Yep. Like put him down. Yep. And then said, "Come on, guys, we got to go." And then we just had to, we had to leave, but it was just like he Yo. had to stop the threat to his family. Yeah. Fuck and he yeah. He has training to do that. Hell yeah. Yeah. He did some. Uh, do they teach Krav Maga in Krav the Maga, army? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's an Israeli. It's an yeah. Israeli army type of self defense. Right. Yeah. So your dad did some quick shit. Yeah. They'll teach you how to like. I, 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 can, like, I have a memory somebody. of him choking the guy out, getting his back and choking him, and then like. Isn't that ironic that now you're into like UFC and Just training and, stuff, and yeah. all that stuff? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you've been doing that for a while. I haven't been training for I've stopped like a few years ago. I Did got, you? I got hurt too much. Yeah, you were just, you, you were taking it to the next level. Well, I don't know about the next level, but you were just, yeah, you're, I mean. Always clean weed, man. man. It's fucking zen. Sour diesel. It's always best. clean. It just smokes I love it. so good. It smoked, they're, they're so good there. I'll write a whole movie on that shit. On that? On yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know, it's a good creative. Uh, Oh yeah, I yes. like the si- I like sativa. the sativa. Yeah, certain ones. This is what I'm learning too. It's not just doesn't just come down to sativa or indica. It oh, it comes down to which types of that. Right. Like in each of those, there's also right. different ones. Right. You know. I feel like uh, it's there's also like Christian like a- and, Jew- and Jewish, but there's a bunch of different types of Christian. But there's also like I'm noticing it's a marketing thing. It's like I almost feel like the old some of the old school shit I used to get in the street. Yeah might be better than some of the stuff I'm buying out there. I feel some like... Some of it, yeah, sure. There's I think ranges. there's like perfumes that they spray on them to make them smell amazing. No. no? Maybe, but no. Dude, I've seen it. I've they, they just punch bags. Yeah. giant bag of Yo, weed from a guy. Yeah, one of my boys, one of my boys, one of my best buddies is in the business. He, he's a grower. He yeah. grows. And yeah. I saw the operation. And it's I an operation. Have, have you seen this place? Like, have you gone mm-hmm. and checked you it out? showed me. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, my boy's got like... The little incubation period and all yeah, the, yeah. you know, here's the whole section for the where the root just lies in the water and then you take it to the lamp over here. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, my boy he couldn't even, you know, he was in special ed. He could barely get out of high school. Now he's, <laughs> but he's able to do that. Now he's making so much money, he's like the he's like the green thumb of all yeah. time. Suddenly like all these mad, losers are great gardeners, yeah. and horticulturalists. He's a mad scientist. He knows every brand, every move. Uh, yeah. How to marry yeah. two different strains together, yeah. to make a hybrid strain. You're like, yeah, what? all the separate ones. I love going over there. I'm like, yo, just give me a hand handful of that shit speaking of weed um if you go to gamefly.com slash ari and sign up for a two-week free trial um they give me 15 bucks or so 15 or 20 bucks enough for a good gram of weed perfect you could just yeah you know the podcast will just have you living for free that's all i want (laughs) if you if you appreciate the fact that i smoke go to gamefly.com slash ari get a free two-week trial cancel it 13 days cancel it whenever and i will get Enough of like a third of this, of this eighth thing, yeah. maybe a quarter. It's like how I lived for 10 years, being friends with Toby and Leo. Oh, yeah. I, I basically lived for free. Yeah. I would go, I'd get an airplane, there'd be an airplane flight, there'd be like a bag of swag that nobody could fit into but me. You're like, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll yeah. leave it with fucking food samples from some, some goji berries from Africa because they heard Leo wants to save the forest. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. A good oh, you must have gotten tons of that, huh? Oh, my God. From Leo and those guys. I did. I got a lot of, lot of shit. Yeah, the leftover. Like, we, I have plenty. Tequilas, because some company would send him like 20 tequilas. I'd get like a bottle. He's I like, just, well, I can't drink all this. Yeah, I'd take a bottle here. He was the first one. Like Leonardo remember? DiCaprio, wherever he goes out, he drinks for free. Or he doesn't care even if he uses water. Oh, yeah, he'll so he goes, for shit. I don't need 20 bottles of tequila on me. He doesn't have to pay for a damn. I need of- one at my house, just in case somebody really wants tequila. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, yeah, go for it. Take them. He's the, that's the first place I ever saw kombucha. You know the drink kombucha? Kombucha, yeah. Kombucha? Yeah. 
He had it early? He had it like 10 years ago. And he's like, dude, this shit's alive in the bottle, and you got to drink it. It came from like these scientists, and then like he got like the first batch. I drink it sometimes. I like it. Yeah, I actually love it. To help you digest, right? Yeah, I feel great on it. I loved it. So uh, yeah, he introduced me to kombucha. He'll get those products before you ever hear about them. He'll like be blown up. Other level people. Other level. Like wealth of like, it's not even. They don't live like us. Yeah. Let me see if I had any more questions. What's yo? The- are these questions coming like now? Like are no, they? No, no, no. I already oh. put it out, but I favored all of them, so oh, I can nice. find them later. Usually, if I have enough time, I'll transform to a notebook. What race has the best pussy that you've seen? <laughs> Do you have a favorite? <laughs> Can't believe it's an all pussy podcast. It's just you're amazing, man. The, the, the ability you have, especially compared to other guys, it's amazing. That I, night at the main room, yo. in the OR, where you went to the main, that's just crazy. Yeah. I don't know what I, I I tried to explain to you. I, I think it's just a commute. It's just a gift of gab. No fear. Have confidence. You every now and then throw a hand on a hip. You know the only mean? girls I've ever been able to hook up with at the comedy store, like at the comedy store, is girls I'm already either dating already or I've already hooked up with them a bunch. And they say, "Have you ever hooked up with a girl yeah. there?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's happens." And they're like, "I want to also." Yeah. And you like plan it, yeah, which is fun, but not nearly as exciting. Not as fun as what happens with me. Not nearly I got as girls exciting. Shower- I got girls taking showers in the green room. In the green room shower. They really? Had- yeah, they had no idea they were going to get showered. Gosh, they came there dirty. They ended up in a shower. I like um, being able to stand the best. For these, huh? That's a tough question, man. Yeah, I've had some amazing. Ever gotten Asian a situations. Have Asian. I ever had a redhead? Yeah. She probably is a fan of yours. Like, I pretty much know the girl that I'm thinking of, and I know she loves comedy, uh-huh. so she'll probably listen to you. Uh, I'm uh-huh. wondering if I should even say it, but I'm not going to say her name, but she's a redhead, and yeah. she's the most sexual fucking person I know. Really? And she's the best in bed, and she's on, and I'm talking about our, you know how girl some girls- girl in San Diego was a three-hour thing? She was a redhead. The San Diego thing? Yeah. Really? The choker. And the, yeah. 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 There's so some with, chemical in redheaded people. Just I'm fiery? Not, for dudes, they're angry. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Dudes, you ever meet redhead dudes? I never met one that wasn't like kind of a rough. They, Andrew Santini they all nice, want to fight. I don't really know him. No, they all, they all want to fight. Yeah. And uh, in girls, they're extra freaking horny. I knew this girl in college. She was redhead horny. And the one out here, I had sex with her in the comedy store. Ari, I fucking had sex with her in the main room, not even in a hiding place. Where? To the right when you walk in from our hallway. Yeah. To just go to the right instead behind of the going left there? behind the curtains. I've got a blowjob there because it looks like it's so public, but it's so dark, no one can see you. No so you can hear you. people walk by. You can see them at the at the door to the main room, the back yeah. door to the main room, and you're like, shh, yeah. they don't see you. Yeah, no, she was uh, riding me sort on of a hot. chair while what's his name? Fuck the guy that dresses like Jesus. You Jesus. Know? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> stops. He heard Kevin heard some noise, so we can see Kevin, but he can't see us. I'm banging her, and I'm looking at Jesus in the doorway, wow. and I'm just thinking, this is the album cover. Fuck, you know what I mean? Him looking at that. <laughs> yeah. And he stood there trying to see, but he, and he, he, he just didn't see. But wow, yeah, we... man. yeah, redhead. She might be the best. Really? Yeah. You still do it with her once in a while? Yeah, if I can. Yeah, sure. Why would you I stop did, that? Um, it's great. Yeah, I did. On she, a chair in the main room, she's straddling you. So she, but those chairs are nice. So, what? She's facing the other, like facing the reverse, way, like whatever you call that. Oh, like leaning back towards you, like, yeah. almost like a lap dance. Yeah, but then, like, yeah, yeah, lap, lap clip. Wow, it's a lap clip. And then just throwing it in. Yeah, one of the hottest <laughs> pornos I ever saw in. was. Uh, I'm such an animal. Something Kennedy. What's wrong with me? Kennedy. Yeah, but no the MTV a, host. No, 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 a porn chick named oh. Kennedy. I think. Yo, you remember my porn? I slept with a porn, a couple porn chicks. Really? Yeah. How was that? Unbelievable. Really? I've always heard they're more boring in bed. No, Ari, I slept with. 
can you can you say? Can I say? Is it does it matter? If she doesn't care. Then, yeah, go this for is it. years ago. Yeah, who cares? I say names all the time. Yeah, people you, are like oh, I don't want to say names. Yo. Unless it's talking about somebody, yeah. somebody's getting somebody a lot of trouble. Who cares? It's years yeah, ago. This, this is twelve years yeah. ago. It was Ginger Lynn. Whoa! Fresh out of her relationship with what's his name, the dude that she's like the actor. Uh, I want to say. I want to say Charlie Sheen, but I'm not positive. Ginger Lynn? Yeah, Ari. Didn't she fuck Holmes? Or she fucked John everybody. Holmes? I think I, I saw her in a John Holmes one. but I, Probably. A big memory. You or Peter. Ginger Lynn? Yeah, bro. I thought you knew she that. She was one of the original like, gangsters, porn stars. Old gangsters. And she was looking good, too. When I This is 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. One of my friends was like her assistant. And uh, and we all went out for drinks one night on my life, and she, and I my look at a picture of her right and, now. And my friend, who's the assistant, is like Mike. She's from Australia. Mike. Bad accent. She was Mike. Ginger wants to sleep with you. Well, I'm like, what? She said, I want to sleep with that guy. Ari, on my life. I mean, you're a good looking guy, man, but it's not like you're like bl- like you just come into a Brad room whenever it turns. You just Hell look no. good. Yeah, exactly. I got half a double chin at times. I got a chip front tooth. It's all game, bro. Ginger Lynn, I want to see what this girl looks like. You got a chip front tooth? Yeah, it's all helps. Um, oh, there she is. Yep, that's her. That's the one who fucked John Holmes. Man, she? she was hot. Yeah. Let me it's see. a good one, too. Let me see. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. All I remember is she's like, we're all drinking at my place. She's like, let's play spin the bottle. I'm like, what? I swear to God. She goes, let's play spin the bottle. Next thing I know, I'm playing spin the bottle with the biggest porn star in the world. And of course, and then we start playing truth or dare. And, you know, it gets to me. And like I told you, I got no fear. Yeah. And I said, Ginger, truth or dare? And she said, dare. And I said, come into my room for five minutes. Because we there was other Did people. Did you already know she wanted to, to hook up with you? Yeah, but I didn't believe my friend because it was like too surreal type of thing. I'm okay. like, come on. Me. And next thing I know, I'm in my room having the greatest sex ever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And I could tell you, like... She did shit. I wrote a joke about it. I never used her name, but the joke I used to have about sleeping with a porn star, yeah. and I said she gave me head with her hair. I said she was doing oh, yeah, shit I never that. seen. Remember that? Me I said she gave me head with her hair. She was so good. She was just doing shit that was off the chain. Like, I had never been, like, ridden like that or, like, turned around like that or, like... Dude, old. I beat off to that John Holmes clip of her. Like, that's the only reason I know it, because yeah. I beat off to her, like, 150 times. Yeah, I don't even know that clip. I never watched her porn. I never watched her porn. Wow. I knew her name because she was like famous. Yeah, her name is But I massive. never was like into, I never watched it back then. Gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, bro. Condom or no condom? <laughs> I can't enough. remember, <laughs> man. And then whenever I got the pause, I kind of like, think maybe. I think I did. I think I had, I think she had one. She I had think. What? I can't really, oh, really? remember. Okay. I can't really remember. But if I didn't use one, it's because I thought to myself, yeah, they get tested. She's clean. They have to go through a government test in order to work in the state. Of course she's clean. <laughs> Does it ever feel lonely or empty to you when you hook up with people? Like in the Does, movies, you want to make it seem like, and girls like, that's a lonely, that's an empty existence. You're like, yeah, you keep saying that. I got to be honest, Ari. But, I look at it like what you were talking about sometimes. Like You like meeting new people. Yeah. Like I'm enjoying this run. Like Like I said... When I'm in a relationship, I'm in, and I'm yeah. in it for a long time. But when I'm single, I'm just going to be single as hell until it happens again. I like and that. so I enjoy, I'm enjoying it, and it's not getting lonely at all right now because I fucking love my alone time when I have it. I enjoy having sex, doing whatever, hanging out, boom, and then I'm alone. Yeah. I love oh, that yeah. time. Oh, yeah. That's what Me? I'd say. It's like even when I'm dating a girl, it's like that's three days a week, yeah. tops. I, I like being alone in my apartment and yeah. doing nothing. I don't like the responsibility. 
and I don't know if it's like a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm like getting more used to like some alone time. Maybe it's because I'm writing a lot and like just zoning out, you know, for work. Yeah. But I'm digging my alone time. Like my yeah. favorite moment is on that couch with a sandwich at one in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And fucking just chilling, watching ESPN yeah. or watching my Netflix or whatever it is I'm watching. And just that's my moment. I love it. I don't have anyone bickering at me right now. I'm just oh, yeah. I like that. That's exactly. I'm not going to fucking apologize for it. You know, you'll meet like couples. Like it's, I'll have like married dudes and married friends, and like I'll feel like they'll look down on you for being single, and I'll have like their sort wives. Of a little bit, yeah. It'll be the wives though. It's never my boys. My boys are like, yo, bro, tell me the story. None of they're never like the you wives. Know, that's the white saying that that's an empty exist. That's what they're saying. It's an empty exist. Oh, you can't live like that. He's he's sad. He's, he's sad. lonely. Yeah, and like am I? Yeah. Why don't you just say what's really happening? It is you're sad. You guys lonely. aren't fucking that much anymore. Exactly. And you're mad that I am. And it's not perfect. Like here's the deal with marriage, with like family. There's nice parts to it, but it ain't this perfect fucking thing they show you. This image that they have of everything working out wonderfully and. You, Good morning, sweetheart. It's not you fight a lot, exactly, and you don't fuck as much as you used to because you get into habits. Exactly, it's a little annoying. It's nice to have someone you're comfortable with, but it's a lot of annoyance. Exactly, and so because you're throwing this perfect version of it down yes. your throat, yes, you then think. they feel like, I guess I don't even want to face that because everyone, it's not perfect. Exactly, and I know that, and yeah. I already knew that, and I was wise to that as a kid. You know, my friends say like, oh, it's sort of an empty. It, don't you ever get tired of that? I'm like, you mean fucking a 21 year old? Yeah. Maybe, exactly. but really that's a lot better than your wife who's 45 and had three kids and exactly. she looks gross and her vagina is down to her fucking ankles. <laughs> you, you can't say that's no, nothing cool about my life at all. Right, right. Aren't you tired of having sex with amazingly beautiful girls with different things to talk to? And Red Band, and all these people say like, you know, you can't do that forever. And it's like, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't do it now just because it'll stop yeah, at some point. Yeah, what does forever mean, bro? My dad died at 47. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what forever is to you. Yeah. But to me, tomorrow isn't promised ever. Yeah. So I'm going to do, I'm going to live it strong right now. I'm living strong and I'm enjoying it. You know, and when someone's like, oh, aren't you lonely? Aren't you miserable? You need a girlfriend. What you're really saying is you, you I need to have your fucking have- boring ass shit. Dude, when I had that relationship with, with, with the wife, other girls that I wasn't even dating would get mad at me yeah. for having this situation. And I was yeah. like, why? Because I think it attacked their version of like what, what success meant. They were uncomfortable with it. And I'm like, why? I'm just I'm doing this and I'm not abusing her. She's doing it too. So like, what's yeah. the issue here? What's, yeah. What are you mad about? Exactly. And they can't tell why. They don't know why they're mad. Exactly. They cannot even get, they have no idea why they're yelling. Yeah. And it's straight up coming out of their own shit. It's amazing when you see people when, with their ashes. It means that also they probably liked you a little bit too, or like me a little bit yeah. too. Yeah. But I saw some girl, once I've made this decision, yeah. you don't have a thought in your head about, oh, girls will do this when it's time for this. Yeah. So I know they get cunty sometimes. I was sitting in the, in the front bar with this girl I used to hang out with, used to hook up. And, um, and this other girl came by and she was saying hi or something. I was always like, ooh, who's this? Some young new comic that was hanging out. And we were talking. She got real cunty to the, um, to the girl I was there with. Like, yeah. Real mean, out of the blue. Oh, like like we said, met. And she was with some guy that she knew, just friends with. Yeah. She was with some guy who was like, oh, well, I'll be talking nice. But she was being real bitchy. Yep. Once I could see that, I'm like, there's no reason to be bitchy to a, to a new person except if somewhere in your head, like, I, want, I desire this person. Yep. So this girl's getting in the way of it. I've seen it with guys do it too. They get cut. They, they chop the legs out of their friends. Yeah, that's a bitch move. It's on a, a bitch dude. move. That's a bitch move on a dude. But it's it's somewhere. It's innate. It's yeah. deep down in there. It's just yeah. animalistic behavior. Yeah. So when I see that, I'm like, her animalistic behavior is telling me I want to fuck you. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, cool. You've given me all the signals I need. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm gonna be like, hey, what are you doing later? Right. Like not right then, but next time I saw her. Yeah. And you know? good. You should. Yeah, and it worked out. We had sex, and it was great. I don't like that. I, I hate seeing 
bitch dude moves. There's yeah. got to be like a bitch dude.com. Like bitch dude.com. You know so you can- <laughs> There's some bitch dudes out there. So you can write in your stories of how some dude was a bitch. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Send in your fucking story about what you saw. Right, what one of your boys backstabbed you. One of your boys cut you down in front of a girl to make himself look better. It's just bitch moves, and that is like that is move. that is innate in somebody, but not a, it's not innate in all of us. No, that's his DNA. Also, you I mean that's his that wiring. You got to fight that. So yeah. Just because your desire is like yeah. I want to over compete for the for the mate. You're like yeah, but you're a human being. And that's your buddy. And he's well, yeah. it off with some girl. So yeah. don't compete for the mate. You're not a ram. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, that's called, dude. yo, that's called evolving. Yeah. That's what evolving is about. Overcoming your animal impulse. Overcoming it. Means evolving. This, it's called this, discipline. This is the comparison I always make. It's like, because so, people are like, we're just animals. Like, no, we're not just, we're better than that. Yeah. Like, let's say you have a chemical attraction to a woman. Yeah. That's you being an animal. And yeah. she has a chemical attraction to you. Yeah. Animalistically, you're attracted to each other. Yes. But you're a human. So now you see... This girl that I have this chemical attraction to is my boss's wife. Yeah. This will be bad for both of us. Yes. If we fuck. If we fuck. Yes. But my animal instinct is telling me to go for it. Yeah. But my human instinct is saying, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Go fuck someone else. Yeah. Well, you know what that is? That's- you don't have to spread seed. Yeah. It's like, I can't stand these motherfuckers that are always like, follow your heart. Follow your heart. Guess yeah, what, no. idiot? Follow your fucking head. Yeah. Your heart's a moron. Yeah. Follow your head your- and you'll be okay. <laughs> that's, that's, don't that's follow brilliant. your heart. Don't follow your heart. Let your heart fucking do whatever it's going. Let it stay in your body. Don't fucking follow it anywhere. That's brilliant. Follow I like your that. head. But it's, tr- it's just the truest shit. But everyone's so fucking caught up in this stupid, like, I'm a passionate person. I follow my heart wherever it takes. Yeah, that's why your life's a fucking disaster. Why do you think God gave you a brain? It's the brain that runs the heart. The yeah. heart shouldn't be running the brain. You know? And that's just simple... I can't believe everyone doesn't know that. It's like, you look on yeah, Facebook and all this your, shit. Yeah, Everybody always preaches. Follow your heart. Follow it's your heart. Follow your fucking head, dummy. It's so dummy. easy to preach something. Yeah. But like, actually put it into practice. Like, hold on. Does that realistically? I'm sorry. I follow my heart. I'm passionate. Well, yeah, that's why you're a disaster. Yeah. They say Be like, a they're bragging, like, I'm sorry. I'm following my heart. Like, I'm doing a good thing. Yeah. No, you're not. You're doing a bad thing. Yeah. Don't follow. You're right. Don't yeah. follow your heart. Don't follow your Man, heart. Man, I really like that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Well, we'll share it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. You can take it to Cleveland. I'll take it to Denver. See what happens. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. Um, is there any so other fun. stories of us you want to share before we wrap up? I got to pee real quick. Can I pause this Yeah, for a yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Pee. Um, I had to pee so bad. I hate Every time I pause, I say something about it, but I shouldn't because it just goes like that. You come right back. What? I say I got to pause for a second. And then I'm like, I got to pee so bad. To them, it's like no time passed. Oh, right. <laughs> so I got to like remember just let's pause it and not say a word about right. it. Right, right. Do you edit this? Or like, can, you, can you edit or do you edit I can. or do you just let Here, these run? I just let them run mostly. Yeah. What I edit is I put a beginning and an end on them. Yeah. Just like, hey, here's what this episode is about. Here's a, here's a sponsor also, some of my dates. And then I'll let myself go off when I do the sponsors to try to make it as fun as possible. Yeah. You know? Um, and the dates too. And then, uh, and then if I need, need to cut something out, if you were like, if like as we were talking, you got a text from Ginger Lynn and she was like, don't ever tell anybody that we've ever hooked up. I'd be like, all right, I'll go in there and take her name out. Right. You know? Yeah, no, none of that matters. But I'm saying if something, as soon as you say, like, oh, fuck, man. No, 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 no. Don't. Please don't say that. That guy just got engaged, and the story is from two weeks ago. So don't. I don't need that getting out. Are we on right now? Yeah, we're on. Because I was going to say, like, that story where I got, you know, that the one dangerous shit that Uh happened is the best story of all time. Yeah. And I'm just like... 
no one's it's over like no one's getting hurt anymore over that story yeah and it's like i almost want to go to the dude and say listen bro everybody knows the fucking story i'll never say your name do you mind if but i just the story is out there it'll be cool it's out there hundreds yeah. of people have heard about it you know what i mean everyone take it to thousands you know what i mean do you mind if i take it to like a quick fifty thousand? Uh-huh. you know and he probably wouldn't really mind and I'll, I'll, it doesn't matter. I'll never say his name, but you should ask him and then say it somewhere else, some other venue or yeah, idea, yeah, or include it in a movie or something. I oh, wrote, by the way, so so what is this movie you did? How, how did you movie, get this? This movie's called My Man Is a Loser, and it's uh, it's starring Michael Rappaport, John Stamos, and Brian Callen, our boy. And how? So you wrote and directed? I wrote and directed. How did you get that? Man? That's so fucking legit and, yeah. and, and like grown up Hollywood. It's real shit. So those are those aren't just I, I made a movie and it's independent with guys I've never heard of. Yeah, no, those are f- three legit people. Yeah, very legit, talented actors. So here's how it went down: these two, uh, David Golden, Eric Bamberger, two producers out of Sounds New York, Jewish as super fuck, Jewish and super cool. And yeah. made a ton of money in the internet world back in the day. Got some money. They had money. And uh, they had a vague idea that they wanted to make a movie. And they went to Doug Allen, my boy, who created Entourage. Okay, that's what I know. Okay, so yeah. Doug, they went to Doug. And they're like, Doug, we want to hire you to write a movie for us. Doug said, I don't have time, but you should meet Mike Young. Great writer, great friend. And Doug handed them off to me. Next thing I know, I meet these guys. They're like, they, they have like a vague idea. Like, they don't really have a clear idea. They're like... You know, we can't really talk to our wives, but we could tell our, you know, a, a dancer our whole life story. Yeah. Is there anything there? Like huh. husband and guys. So I said, give me five days and I'll come back with an idea. So I went away and I literally just wrote an outline. And I, based, I basically said, it's, let's do a movie about two married guys that have completely lost their way in their marriages. And they employ their single buddy to help them get their cool back. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this movie, a uh, Walter Matthau movie called Guide for the Married Man from like 1967. Yeah. And it was, Matthau was like a mess in his, his relationship and he had his boy who was like cool with swagger and he was like taking his boy around and, and he was taking Matthau trying to teach him to be cool. Pimp lessons. Kind of a little pimp lessons, but yeah. it was 1967 and it's Matthau and his boy. So it's not Gotta like, get a girl a flower. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I really love that movie and I was like watching it and I was like, you know what, let me do my own version of like something like this. Yeah, a little you know? more realistic, updated now. Yeah, version. and I'm going to do like I'm going to do a single dude teaching his two married buddies how to be cool again so their wives love him again. And Stamos is that dude. And Stamos is the dude. And so they 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 love the idea. They say, "Okay, go ahead." I say, "Call my lawyer. Let's make a deal." I'm in the writers guild, so they got to, you know, it's like a legitimate script deal. So they pay me to write the script. I write the script. You know, back and forth, a ping pong with them a little bit. We do notes. We get the script. They're like, we love the fucking script. We're making the movie. I'm like, come on, guys. Everybody says they're going to make a movie. Nobody makes a movie. What are you talking about? I'm like, you know how much a movie costs? I'm like, it's fucking expensive. They're like, like, Mike, blah, 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 sold his company for $120 We're going to make the movie. So just don't worry. Now They're like, we got to find a director. So this is where my head kicked in. I said... I worked on Entourage. I've been on sets a thousand times. I said, if you just get me a great DP and yeah. a good AD, I'll be your best director. Because a director of photography, a DP knows how to like set up all the just shots. Like here's the lighting we need. Like why? Like uh, or just tell them like I want a dim lighting in here. I was like cool, I'll handle it for you. Exactly. Yeah. So give me a great crew, and I promise you, I'll deliver. I said because I know the jokes and I know the story better than anyone. Yeah. And I'll just do a good job. You know how this is gonna make them hit and stuff. The jokes. Yeah, I knew how they, exactly how they'd hit. Exactly. And where to cut out on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a rhythm thing. So they said, fine. And they agreed to let me direct it. Wow. Yo. And it was like, 
the train never stopped going. And I, Ari, I keep, I'm telling you, I kept thinking like, all right, when's this going to end? Like, we're, there's no way we're really, they're saying that we're making a movie. Now they've got an office opened in New York with line producers. Now yeah. they're budgeting the movie. I kept thinking, when is this shit going to end? This is too good to be true. So that's why I never really told anybody like that what was happening because I wasn't yeah. believing it. Yeah. It's too good to be true. And then we I've kept I've gotten that going. a lot in Hollywood. I'm sure you're up to. It's like, oh, we have this plan and this plan. And you're like, okay. And first you got excited about it. And then after a few years, you get less excited. And then after a few years, like when something's happening, then I'll be excited. Exactly. I don't need this going to happen shit. Yeah. It never goes you know, anywhere. I never got excited or told anyone even up to the day we were shooting. Like, and I was doing all sorts of shit behind. Like I was casting this thing wow. while being at the con- Like I, you know, I'd come home. Nobody knew, but I was looking, looking at auditions. I, you know, I had everybody was auditioning in New York. All the you could New do York. it all online. Yeah, exactly. You just get them the stuff. Yeah, the casting director was sending me stuff. So anyway, they say yes to letting me direct. And then next thing I know, they're like, who should we cast? Like, they don't know anything about making a movie. So we hire a casting director. And we kept throwing the, the name of, of Stamos around to play the single guy. Because he's so perfect to play a single oh, dude. Yeah. And he's just, he's the most single dude. And he's been through more shit than any of us, you know, have been through. And so I, I called Saget. Yeah. I called Saget. I said, yo, I have a script. I want, if, if you, you could get your boy to read it and see what he thinks. We wanted to talk to him about this movie. He gets Stamos' script. Stamos calls Saget. He goes, dude, I fucking love this part. I want to play this. Really? I meet Stamos for coffee up here at the, at the what's it called? At the little coffee shop or whatever. Um, newsroom. He comes in. He's like, you. Well, he's like, what are you, recording my life? This is my life. Like, how do you know about uh-huh. God? He's like, this is, I, I love this role. I said, well, it's kind of based on me. You know, like the single guy was kind of based on me. So, so Stamos is like, I love this role. Let's talk about it. When are you thinking about shooting? And next thing I know, boom, I cast fucking Stamos just like that in my movie. Wow. Called That's my how guys. it works. I got to get him to your buddy, get the script to his buddy. It happened buddy just like that. Him. So then there was a character, another married character, who's like this just funny, bumbling husband who doesn't listen anymore. And he's kind of a little goofy with his wife. And he's uh, just, you know, his wife kind of wears the pants. Yeah. And I've been a huge fan of Michael Rappaport's forever. I always thought he was hilarious. I love him in Beautiful Girls. Loved him in... Uh, oh, he was great in that. Just, uh, Copland? He's in Copland? He was in Copland. God. He's a true romance. He was dope. Oh, yeah. And I've always like wanted to... And so I played basketball with him years ago. And I was like... Stamos had the same... Stamos's manager represented Rappaport. I called Stamos's manager. Straight up called him. I said, yo, I want Michael Rappaport to read this. I want him for this. And if he likes it, he, he's not auditioning. I'm, I'm, I'd hire him. I'm never, I would never have somebody like that read for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's fucking Rappaport. I'm lucky to work with him. So he reads it. He goes, yo, meet me for juice. He was like on a juice cleanse <laughs> or something. So I meet him for juice, and we we go. And I'm like, yo, so but we played. Happens in Hollywood. Meet me for something. Yeah, he he goes. Uh, well, I said, yo, but we. I said we played ball together, you know. And then he started to remember me from basketball, and he's like, dude, I love this character. I'm in. I said, you're in, cause so I could say you're in. And he's like, I'm in, bro. You just tell me when. Called my producers. I said, yo, now Rappaport's on board. I knew, wow. and then fucking Callan, who we know from comedy forever. I love Callan. I think he's one. And of that f- clip you showed me, who's great. He, he's one of the, the funny at the, at the, with the with, with the therapy uh, therapist. Yeah, psychiatrist. So you there. know, Callan's one of the funniest, just in life dudes. Yeah. And I was like, if I could get Brian just to be Brian as this character, <laughs> yeah. then we're good. And so I gave it to Callan. He read it while we were on the road together. Like he didn't even think it was real. He's like, I'm telling you, bro. I'm like, I'm telling you, bro. 
This is really going to happen. He's like, ah, I'll read it. He reads it. He goes, holy shit, I fucking love this script. It's a, it'd be a great, it'd make a great TV show if you want to do it. Like, uh-huh. you know, I'm like, it's not a TV show. We're going to make a movie. I'm like, Bry, I'm a fan. My guys, they now know who you are because they were looking for names, like more names. Yeah. And I said, trust me, Brian Callen's fucking I'll hilarious. Knock it out of the park. You have a couple I'm names, the- and you get want to get somebody who's going to knock it out. Yo, Callen knocked it out of the park. So I signed our three actors. They all agreed. Wow. And next thing I know, boom, I'm flying to New York. You got York, a bunch of hot bitches to be in it, too. gang of hot bitches. I didn't even show you the hot girls at the college. But I'll show you that another time. Right. But uh, I went to New York six weeks early to prep. We came up with a schedule. And I went, I fucking packed Somebody my Somebody got shit. locations and stuff. And like- I, I landed in New York. Two days later, I was in a van driving around to check all locations. This is going to be the apartment we use for staying. You look at this it and you're like, okay, that works. That's it. Wow. Did you have anything? You're like, no, 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 no. This yeah, yeah. Yo, I canceled the location because the dude had cats. Yeah. I was, I'm allergic to cats. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not working here. I don't care what the price is. You know who I heard about? Who's the guy who directed um, uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West? And um, Once, what, upon, Once a upon a Time in the West? Yeah, old. Or Once Upon a Time in America. Once Upon a Time in America. There was also Once Upon a Time in the West. It's, it's a different one. Once Upon a Time in America. Who's that? That was. Um, I think it was the same guy who did Once Upon a Time in the West. Was it? I'll tell you exactly that was with De Niro I love that movie yeah it was great who made that Once Upon a Time in the West was the one with the with the good with, with the with the guy with the big gun in the 70s he was in that he was great who was it uh, Sergio Leone Sergio Leone yeah. yeah he said there was some scene with the script writer, his script writer, because he was just those guys just hire somebody to write a script. You yeah. know, it's like this is the script I want, make yep. whatever dialogue, but it's pretty much this. Yeah. Uh, he said the guy wrote a scene where uh, De Niro comes in, walks across. I think it was De Niro walks across the room to a girl. Yeah. As he's saying these these lines, and uh, and then slaps her or does something. Yeah. And he goes, "Ooh, it's, I like the scene, but I need uh, I need his monologue, like De Niro's monologue, to be seven words longer." And he goes, "What do you mean? Which words? What do you want me to say?" He goes, "Oh no, no specific words, just seven more words." He's like, That's why? Sick. He goes, because I can picture in my mind yep. how big the room is, where she's standing, where he's coming in from. I know the pacing I want. And I've yep. done it out in my head, and that's going to leave him short. I want him to get all the way to her, so I just need seven more words. And that's kind of like that, whoa. And that's a that's actually that's a kind of genius thing. And I'm, and after directing my first time, yeah. I know exactly what he means. Like there's a scene where Stamos is talking, and he's coming from the back of the kitchen, and he has to get to Callan, who's in yeah. the couch. And you don't want him to rush. No. And so that's exactly that makes so much sense because he had to stretch out and slow his pace down so, so that he there. landed at Callan when he was done talking. And if he went too fast, we would have needed a few more words. But, yeah. But yes, though everything matters. There's all <laughs> all those things happen. That's and cool. That, and that's in the blocking, you know. And that's what Sergio Leone, Leone was talking about. Is Did you fuck while you were on this set? Yo, I didn't touch anybody on the movie. I didn't like. I had heard. Stay away from those girls. I didn't touch a single person in the movie, but I had a blast in New York. Okay, I was All in right. New York still for five New York. With months with Stamos and Michael Rapport and, and Callan. Yo, just we, hanging out with fun guys, having fun times. <clears throat> Yo, Ari, we had a bonding session, like you know. We all went to uh, Stamos's hotel to do a read. Yeah. You know, the, me and the three the three leads did like a read through of the script just to kind of get familiar. Yeah. Because I was, 
you know, I was a little intimidated. I was like, do I take the reins? Do I say, we're having a, sure, we're, 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 we're having rehearsal tomorrow. These guys ain't going to listen to me yet. Yeah. So we just made it casual. I said, well, let's meet at Stamos. And Stamos is a gentleman. So he was just cool. And he invited them over to the hotel. And we did a read through there. And then Stamos is like, yo, let's have a fun. T- tomorrow my buddy owns a club. It's a daytime <laughs> thing. Next thing I know, me, Stamos, and the rest of the cast are in a club. It's in the day. And it looks like it's in the night. It's like going, there's bottle girls, there's sparklers. Really? The finest girls I've ever seen in my life surrounding us. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was like the king of New York for a minute. Like Wowza. I just got taken on this train ride and directed the movie. And I think it's going to be good, man. So it's coming out in March. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. You know? Who knows? You never know. Like, That's great, man. Yeah. Who's releasing it? Um, step like a, one of many they're called step one of many it's an independent company and do you try to find a major distributor and stuff tr- yeah, is that they producer w- stuff or is that you stuff that's their, that's okay. their stuff they'll, they'll try to find a I, I can't imagine us having a tough time getting it out there yeah sure it's like I don't sure, know man it it's, it's funny and it's you know I got Maria wow, Bartiroma congratulations man thanks Susie Orman actually. did you see her in there Susie Orman Susie Orman uh huh yeah no, she's wait. in it who was, what did she do who's Susie you didn't, Orman you didn't see her she's the financial wizard on CNBC oh that's who she is no I saw the other network person Maria Bartiroma okay yeah I have her like what do you go what do you go to her office and shoot there what, yeah I went they to, let you I went to the headquarters of CNBC yeah met Maria she had already read the script and liked it and I was like I told her I want her to be like the newscaster who announces the sale Setting of this up. company uh-huh. and she's like cool let's do it and but, and I knew she had like a brand that she was concerned about. Like she doesn't do any like shade, like a sleazy stuff or whatever. Yeah. So I was kind of didn't know if she would do any other dialogue that I had written. But just in case, I had yeah. written a bunch of shit. So I had I wrote some stuff for her. Like you know, she does. She always does Wall Street stuff and like stock stuff. So I was like, will you just say like this, you know, stock of the single life is up six percent. Stock of the married life is down. Da da da. Mike's stock is up tens, just in case I wanted to use it in the movie as like a fun, yeah. kind of like a fun little voice of God type of thing. Yeah. And she was super cool. Oh, that's nice. And super fine. I was yeah, like, she's hot as shit. Hot, beautiful. It's oh, amazing how they're like, I was a little intimidated. These are journalists. You're like, they ain't journalists. They're beauty queens who we give a nice script to read. They're yeah. uncovering fucking wrongdoing in, in the, Liberia. I would say seven out of ten times you're right, but she's actually a brilliant. If you look at her history, like I, I checked her out you know, online, yeah. she's actually like a real oh, really? scholar, like oh, won wow. a ton of awards, you know what I mean? Scholarships left and right, sits on the board on like multiple companies. She's no oh, really? joke. She's like a little. Nice. You look in her eyes, you're like, those aren't just... But she's hot as fuck. Yo, I liked her before I ever worked with her. I didn't tell her that. Um, All right, so do you have any more stories about fucking before we go, before we call it? Any more bang stories? Yeah. And by the way, we should say say, uh, something. Let's just say your dates again for this this episode. I think we did the last time, but let's say them anyway. Where are you going to be? Let's say November 18th, 19th, 20th. Uh, Hard Rock in Lauderdale at the Improv. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. November 18th, 19th, and 20th. Yep. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? It, no. no. The- oh, I'm sorry. October. Oh. October. Okay. Why did I say November? I'm go- I'll am i be there in like two yeah. weeks. Yeah, okay. Hi. Sorry. 18th, 19th, and 20th. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hard Rock Fort Thursday, Lauderdale. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right, Hard so Rock. Headline? I'm headlining Sunday. I'm working with Callan. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to middle okay. for Callan oh, on beautiful. those days. Yeah. And then I don't have any other real dates. I'll be well, knee I'm deep in editing. Real. Uh, yeah, um, I'll be editing for like the next, you know, I can't like really set sure. things up right now, but I'd say go to MikeYoungComedy.com and check out my stuff. And and, stuff there. Yeah, pick up a DVD and 
Follow me on Twitter and DVD slash Drop and Bombs combo. All right, what, yeah. what, what, what more bang story do you have? I'm trying to think. Have you ever fucked on a, a plane? Have you ever done that? No, but I have met a girl on a plane and gotten a, got her to come home with me after the plane and blown me like right straight here. from the plane. From the plane, not only straight from the plane, she rented the car. Oh, I have had very good luck on really? airplanes. Yes. How do you turn that? Like when you get off the plane? I, no, I got somewhere. the best plane story, and we'll leave it this. Okay. This is no joke. Okay. I'm a lucky human being. Okay, I've been through a lot of bad things. Let's just say I've had some great, beautiful luck when it comes. I to I can already hear, by the way, the negative comments that are going to come from this podcast. And it's going to be like, "We don't want somebody throwing it down our throat." He's not doing that. I'm asking him specifically for stories like this. Yeah, listen, you're talking to a medium dick Jew, like I said, with a full chest hair. You know what I mean? Love handles and a little bit of back fat. Yeah. I ain't the fucking man. I'm not here to preach about that. Ari but wanted, Ari wanted to talk about yeah. sex because I've had it a few times in the comedy store. He wanted to know what the answer was because he was having a hard time getting. <laughs> A to B. <laughs> so let's just clarify. Um, I'm on a Northwest flight. No joke. I'm with my mom. We're going on a vac- We're going to Hawaii. Family vacation. We're going to Hawaii. And my mom. It was right after my dad had passed away. And my mom was you know going through a heavy time, and she we wanted to treat us, so we're in first class. My mom and I are in first class. The stewardess is smoking hot, and I'm like looking at her like she's. A little too hot to be a stewardess. Yeah. Like I know they used to be fine, but you don't see this anymore. So the hub no. for hot for Hawaii is LA. There's always like a layover at Detroit to LA to Hawaii. So I'm like, she probably lives in LA and she probably is an actress. We're flying to Hawaii. I'm starting to flirt with her. Like, you know, I'm getting my foot. Class you sitting in? First. First, okay. First. Yeah. I told you my mom was like after my dad okay. passed, she's like, fuck it, I'm spending money. You know what I mean? I, I I'm oh, treating nice. myself. In first class, you can talk to them a little more. They don't treat you totally. like a chattel. No, They're totally like, could talk. We have our, we're spending time. I got a five-hour flight from L.A. to Hawaii. We're rolling. We're over the Pacific. Everything's perfect. I'm talking to this girl. I'm getting my little flirt on, and my mom's next to me, and some, the, the steward, the uh, guy, the, whatever you call him, like the male stewardess, yeah. comes over and says to my mom, oh, tell your son not to talk to her. She's trouble. This is what the motherfucker says. So my mom goes, my mom takes his advice. She goes, Michael, he says she's trouble. I go, You're like, I go your mind just perks up. Like, really? I go, Ma, I love you. But if you make another comment like about me t- talking to this girl, I'm going to move seats because there's some open seats in front. I'm going to leave your side. Let me, I, I'm the, I, do, I do what I do. You know what I mean? So just stop it. So I start talking to the girl. I'm getting my flirt on. I'm an actress. Da, 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 da. Right next to your mom? Yeah, my mom's here. You talking I got over the your mom? Here. Okay, okay. No, you're not, okay. no, I'm not over my mom. So <laughs> that, that'd be another level of game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm talking to her. I get her number. She's an actress. She's telling me about her deal. She's in LA. She's like, I got some things going on, you know. She, I get. So I get the number. We land in Hawaii. I go on my vacation. I text the girl a couple times. We keep in touch a little bit. I go back to LA. Within two days of me back in LA, I, t- I was like, yo, let me take you out. We'll go to like Japanese food. I don't know why I thought, but that place that's above Franklin, that like Japanese slash magic place, oh, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So I, 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 we, right next we, to the magic house. Yeah. Exactly. So we go there and we have some strong drinks. And she's telling me how she's going to, she's got, uh, she possibly might be on the Playboy Network hosting a show. Wow. Okay. And I'm looking at her. First of all, when I was on the plane, I noticed, I'm like, this girl's got the banging body of all time. Because it looks amazing in the ugliest outfit <laughs> I've ever seen outfit. in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's looking banging. And so we go, we have drinks. And we get you lit. got her number on the plane. Get her number on the plane. 
We go, we have drinks at the Japanese place. I'm lit up. And at this time, I'm living on a house with two buddies, uh, like, a, over, like up Third Street somewhere. And so we're lit. We go back to my place. And she's like fucking two. She's buzzed. She could have driven, maybe not, whatever. Next thing I know, I'm in my room, and I, and she takes her clothes off, and it's the best body today that I to date that I've ever been with. Yeah. Rock hard stomach, amazing tits, ass ridiculous. She's fine. Turns out she's the girl from that show, uh, one of the first girls on that show, Talk, Dirty. What's it called? Talking, the Playboy Network. The two girls, like Amy Ashton, was one of them, uh, and then it was those. her. She uh. was one of the chicks on the Playboy Network. I forgot the name of the show. Talking dirty or I don't yeah. know, after midnight, after talk or dark talk or yeah. what the hell is it late. called? Late talk or it's called like uh, we'll find it. Yeah, keep going. So next thing I know, I am I'm having sex with the hottest Playboy host of a new show on Playboy Network. And obviously, her Playboy show became like really popular. She quit flying for Northwest. She wow. quit her job as a stewardess. Either she quit or like Northwest saw her on TV talking about like getting bang- you know, banged by some you know, prince. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but next thing I know, I'm just having a full-blown affair with the chick from Playboy TV. Yeah. It was stewardess. A, a stewardess. I clipped a stewardess who ended up on Playboy. Nobody gets that. Yeah. Nobody gets that. No. Nobody who's not famous. Night calls? Night calls. Here we go. Yo, night calls. <laughs> so anybody, night can, calls. if they need to, can find out who this girl is by yeah. just looking up night I'm calls. I'm not going to say her name, but you, there's, there's but a bunch of you're more than welcome to at home. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. She ended up being the chick from night calls, and she was awesome. Phenomenal. Cool chick. Great in bed. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. But next thing I know, she's like disappearing. She's like, I gotta go away for three weeks. Why? Because she was in that world of like hot chicks that get paid to leave. Yeah, like I don't know if they're hooking or what, but you know what I mean? they're just not gonna be around. Yeah, I gotta go to a polo match in New Zealand. <laughs> you know what I mean? What the fuck does that mean? A polo like, match in New Zealand. What have you done with your life to deserve this kind you know what of mean? life? Does your mom know that you're going to New Zealand? Like I wanna call your mom and tell her, you know? <laughs> so that was my that's probably my best pulling something off of an airplane wow. story. That's amazing. Yeah, bro. But if I had to give anyone, I would just say be confident, be cool, be your imperfect self. That's it. This is one Jew with hair on his back signing out. Wow. All right. Thanks, man. Mike Young. I mean, I don't know what else to tell no, you. That's I, great. I ain't that fucking smooth. But that's like, great. It's just smooth enough. You're not, it's not like, you, you ever see Swingers, a movie? Yeah. You know when, when uh, John Favreau finally picks up a girl? Yeah. For the first time, gets her number, yeah. and then he calls her like forty times and yeah. ruins it. But when he gets her number, he's like, actually, go, he gets the confidence, like, okay, I'm gonna talk to somebody. Yeah. And you don't even hear what he's saying; you just see him talking to her yeah. from far away. And then he comes back, like, got the number, yeah. Because I realized later, I'm like, I wanted, I wanted to know what he's saying to pick up the girl, yeah. But then I realized nothing. He's not saying anything that crazy. Exactly. It won't even seem right for the movies. And you know what's so funny? I just love talk. I love that you say that because all my boys used to always be like, what'd you say to her? What'd you say to her? And I'm like, if I told you what I said, you'd laugh in my like, face. I don't know. I said I like the Yankees. I th- and then, yeah. Uh, I told her I thought I knew her from fourth grade in Southfield. Like, I told her what was on my mind. I said yeah. exactly what I was thinking at the, at the moment. So that's it. There's just no... There's no game. Just there's let no it be game. The game is that there is no game. Yeah. There's no game. It's the no game game. Fuck the game, the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the game, I'm going to write a book called The No Game is the new game. Because that way, if you're just talking about yourself and being who you are, 
then you can be interesting no matter what you're talking about because you'll be talking about the stuff that you're into. Even yeah. if you're a comic book nerd. Exactly. If you really talk about comic books and I'm like, oh, this is a great. I just met this artist and he's yeah. just such awesome things. Girls will be like, what is that? Yeah. That sounds amazing. That's inter- yeah, and it's interesting because I think I got that from my dad. My dad was always just interested in people. Like he met new people everywhere he went, and so like by the end of his life, he knew people all over the world, like everywhere. Yeah. We'd go on a re- weird vacation. He'd be like, "Ah, Phil, like in Florida. Like if you're just interested, like be inquisitive." I'm just, I'm That's just a, a little concerned. For anything. Yeah, I'm just a little concerned with once I take it from there. Even if I'm talking to a girl, how do I take it to a sexual place? I always feel because of that network TV stuff I was raised on. Yeah, I always feel like me saying like let's go to the back right now is like such an affront, such a terrible move. Like what? We were just talking as people. Now you want to sexualize us? I talked to you. Adri- need the physical buffer to go in between your talk and trying to drag her in the back. Yeah, you're not doing the middle shit, which is you got to feel it out. You're gonna know if she's gonna come in the back. I don't take someone. I don't ask to go in the back. Right away. I have a pretty 86 percent chance that she's yeah. going with me, and I already know that by if we're getting physical I outside. Girl in Toronto, and we had this like look. She was like, "Good show." I was like, "Thanks." And I was like, "This look," and you're like, "Oh my god." We talked about it later. It's like sometimes you just get this look. We're yeah. like both like you just get that tingle. We're like, "Oh, there's something here." Have you seen? Do you have you seen Annie Hall? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay, yeah. watch it again. There's a scene in Annie Hall. It's one of my favorite movies. There's a scene in there where Woody Allen's No, talking. we'll just walk to the curb from here. That's where she parks. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a smart ass. No, we'll walk to the curb from That's here. Like Yo, there's a scene where he's talking to, uh, what's her name? To Diane Keaton. Yeah. And he's, they're having a conversation, but the subtitles are going on as to what, oh, they're, yeah, really what they're really saying, thinking. What they're really thinking. And it's yeah. just like... It's what you're explaining right now with the girl in Toronto. No matter what you two were saying, your eyes matter. were locked in, and you were your subtitle was that yes in eight minutes. I hope that you will come back to the bathroom <laughs> with me. And her subtitle is yes. I, I hope you do the bang a comic, but it's going to be fun because I like them. And that's what was happening. Is yeah, you're talking about other stuff. Hey, let's watch a movie. There's no movies. No, there's no watch a VHS. Let's, let's watch the first four minutes. Of White men can't jump and <laughs> start making out. Yo, I've never gotten through a single movie in this place. <laughs> all right, not one movie has. Uh, I've watched the first 30 minutes of true romance 110 times i've never seen a whole movie in and my apartment you to turn it off yeah like, i don't want to ruin this fucking no one's seen later. the whole movie on that couch <laughs> nobody i remember being at the back of the back parking lot uh, of the comedy store the parking lot of the yeah. comedy store late night with remember adrian showstack yeah. showstack yeah, of course um, Blonde. Yeah, and she was crazy. She liked eyes. to fuck. She's crazy eyes. She's crazy. Yeah, but she would lean over. She's watching the show. She would lean over or to the bar. She would do this thing. She had a ballerina body, but she'd stick her ass up in the air with those tight yeah. pants. And everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah. But we were talking once, and she was sitting on the trunk of my car. Yeah. And uh, with, you know, and I was talking to her, like, face, like standing up, face to face. So now I'm like, you know, you get closer and closer, and it's late. And then you're like close to her. Yeah. And I realized, like, I'm almost in between your legs. Like, yeah. They're, they're, over you know sitting down regular i'm like i think i caught a vibe like i think i could just fuck you right here yeah because you know how sometimes you stay late there it's like 3 30 in the morning but then i was like if i try to hook up with her here i just heard this this moment of like two minutes from now her going seriously you're trying to fuck me in a parking lot what the fuck is wrong with you fuck you I just hear that, but honestly, no, looking back on it now, it's like, yes, she, she would have let me fuck her in the parking lot. Yeah, and that's called, you should have trusted your gut, yes. which is different than following it's your heart. It's not your heart. It's your gut. It's like, there's a feeling here I'm getting, That was and you can you break that down with your head. Yes, you could have clipped her for sure, and, you were, and she probably My won. heart is, I want to. Fuck that. Right. Your gut is, I think I'm catching a vibe right now. Yeah, yeah. Your gut is, this, is gonna ha- this could happen yeah. if I want it to happen. Yeah. 
And I'm what, me and David Taylor, like the only guys who never had, get, had sex with I her. I never clipped her. I feel like I made out with her once, but yeah. I, and if I can't, I, I'm trying to. I, I kind of remember not great breath going on. I think she's her. She had underarm so, problems where her underarm smelled like she had used like tums of Maine or something she, that didn't work. Yeah, she had the weird eyes that used to freak me out. She yeah. had like that wide eyed look, and that shit always like said crazy to me. Like somebody's eyes. Rob Davies wide. said the best about her, the old manager. He said she's taking too many mind altering drugs, but she doesn't have a brain. So just bouncing around in there, damaging <laughs> exactly. shit. Exactly. I could see that. I didn't even know she did. Is that true? Did she do a lot Probably, of shit? Probably, I guess. Back yeah. in the day? I didn't know she banged everybody either. She banged a few people. I remember once I never I messed almost, with anyone her there. almost letting me. And it would have been like, yeah, we can do it. Like like casually. Like yeah. Most girls don't get super upset after they have sex. They're just right. like, shut off, fuck. Right. It's not like it's every night, but it's like, you know, you're there. They're into it. Sure, let's do it. Um, but she was like, I can't. I'm going out with somebody. And it was, ended up being Jim Painter. I didn't right. know that then, so I was like, "Oh, okay." We yeah, crazy ass painter. Yeah, we made up until the, we made out until then. Right, and then it was like, "No, I can't. I'm, I'm starting to date somebody. I really like him." She said this. She goes, "It's the best sex I've ever had," and I was like, "Jim Painter is the best sex you've ever had." That is unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? And here's why. I was like, "That's." Cr-. I mean, it's like not like I'm against Jim at all, but I, that's that's. She was driving me to the airport. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what she told me. I was like, "How can that be?" He's the first guy. To look her in the eyes while they were having sex. Oh yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy. It's like you statement. fucked hundreds. Like right. you've never had anyone look at you. No, right, no one looks at no you. No one opened their eyes when they're right. fucking you. Right, ever. Right. Like yeah, I had no yo. I never touched anybody at the comedy store that worked there. Really? Never. Did you? I, I mean, I made out with her once. I'm trying to think who else. I never got with the staff, but every time I come around, I there, would have a few times. Every time I come around there, I, try I, with I hear bros. stories about dudes with girls who work there. I'm like, how's everyone getting laid around here? You know what here? it is? It's, it's when, you, when you were just working the door or, right. or, or, or are now. It's like yeah. that's when you come into more contact with the waitresses. Yeah. And then when you become a paid regular, but you still know those waitresses, you can then hook up with them. Yeah. Just like Sanchez married a waitress. Yeah. Jim, you know? Jim Carrey married a waitress from the yeah. comedy store. And it's like you end up, if you talk to them, yeah. also when they get off, they start drinking. Yeah. They've seen your set and they're around you and they're all cool people. Yeah. If, if there's ever a comedy store party, they, they're the ones who go too. Totally. So it's not always like we got to fuck these girls. Yeah. They're just cool, fun girls. It's like college in your dorm. Absolutely. You end up hooking up with the people in your dorm. Totally. Totally. I just never got it with the staff. Yeah, me neither. Nobody. Yeah, I never I wanted to. Anybody. Yeah, I always wanted to. I just never, never did it. And I worked the door for such a short period of time that there was like, I remember. I'm did trying you to ever think, work the door? Yeah. Oh, nice. But for like two weeks only. Mm-hmm. And within those two weeks is when I feel like Rogan started taking me on the road. And I called. I remember quitting the door. Like, fuck, fuck this struggling shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember quitting the door, like being scared that Mitzi would take offense. But it actually was like the best thing I ever did because I could have got stuck in there for a long time. And I got I remember, stuck in there for a long time. Yeah. And I could have got stuck. She wouldn't sw- pass me for five years. Do you remember, do you remember the day you got passed? Of course. I mean, uh-huh. that's like a big day for everyone. 2003 it was in september of 2003 really me and rick ingram and, and uh, kirk fox all got past the same day um it's like the best moment ever it doesn't change you financially at all but yeah. it changes you who you are it, it changes your confidence it gives you a confidence you're like i'm part of a club now yeah that like even though you know i love the March, groucho mark shit where i would never want to be part of a club that would have me as a member mm-hmm. but, but this club but is this club was like a it's special kind of like being a sign alive like yeah. I'm part of an alumni of a, of a I, I just felt like it gave me like a it gave me like a place like a home yeah. within LA like it was oh, it's yeah. my base and I felt more comfortable there than anywhere. I had that feeling when I got made a non paid regular. She yeah, did that sometimes. Yeah, and I remember going to open mics after that and just crushing because I was so confident. Yeah, like you know I'm like no 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 I'm not an open mic girl like I was last week I'm a right. non paid regular 
and just fucking hitting them hard with the same jokes and then we're cracking up. Isn't it amazing? Something innate inside you just makes you like... Isn't it amazing? And that was already in you f- Yeah, the forever. jokes are the same. It was from same from a week ago. Yeah. I didn't work on them at all. So they're the same. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That, 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 that little For like little two months, boosters? it was just crushing everybody because it... Oh, God. That was that's what I'm saying about when you're talking if you're talking to a girl have the confidence like you've already got her yeah you know like I it's wish- not about the words it's right. about how you're saying just be confident yeah. just and you don't have to it's tough to tell someone to be confident so it's really just be yourself right be the hundred percent you try to not care I saw Favorman do this once I thought it was such a baller move we're in San Diego yeah hitting on some girl at the bar making good time with her because yeah. Favorman's good at that Favorman's a pro yeah he's, he's a pro right at there. he don't need any some. lessons. And then uh, I think she got four beers for her and her friends. Yeah. And went back. She left like a dollar tip. Yeah. And Favorman just goes, a dollar for a tip? That's ridiculously low. And she's like, what's the back thing? I was like, it's cheap as shit. That's what it is. And I realized like Favorman was trying to fuck her, but he wasn't like, I don't have to fuck her. Yeah. So if she says, I'm going to say my real feelings. Yeah. Well, that's Favorman's move. Yeah, it is he's the move. king of mean. But a dollar was way too he's low. He's the better looking Dave Taylor. He's a, yeah, he's a mean turner. He's a mean. You that's know his mean? game. Yeah. You're a pig. Yeah. He'll just fucking come right out and call somebody a pig. But that's Favorman's norm. That's how he feels about everybody. Totally. He, has, like, he hates negative everyone. thoughts about people, which is in a good way. It's yeah. fine. But it's like, so be yourself. Yeah. Just be that guy confidently. Yeah. yeah. Be 100% you and things will work out. We had this two girls, Daisy Gardner and Daly Hagar. Hagar. She was an heir to the Hagar Slacks fortune. Really? <laughs> they were comics. They would do open mics with us. Daly ended up writing for Californication. Um, right. No, no, Daisy did. Daisy ended up writing for Californication. I think Thirty Rock too. Wow! But um, yeah, they ended up being successful. They both wrote as a team for South Park for two weeks, and I wow. remember like, well, there's no justice. This is one of my favorite shows. It was, it's a dream job. Yeah. to write for them for a week, and they got to write for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I was like, that would just, I would just, I would everything I have in my life, I would just put on hold. Yeah, and just write for this show for South yep. Park, and they got to. Just three years into comedy, I remember going like, no. Now it's like, yeah, do what you want. I wasn't up for it. Yeah. But like, fuck, that would be cool. Anyway, Daisy went out with Doug Benson. She had regular boyfriends all the time. Yeah. She was cute. She was the girl next door. She, yeah. Her, her name fit Daisy. She grew into Daisy. In fact, Daisy wasn't her name. She was a stage name she had. Oh, really? I think her name was like Katie. Hey, Katie. That's so funny. Gardner or something like that. Right. Um, but she had this friend, Daly. And Daly had black hair. Occasionally, she would have like a white stripe in the front of it. Uh-huh. Just a little one. Because she, she was like a gothic type yeah, girl. Yeah, goth had mean feelings and had some dark personality to yeah. her. And Daisy was always had telling Daly, yeah, Daisy was always telling Daly, he's like, here's your problem with guys, you gotta smile more. You know, guys respond to that. And so she tried to smile more, but on Daly, on this goth girl, yeah. that smile looked weird. Yo, when somebody, you know what that is, she doesn't even, hasn't even developed the smile muscles in right. her face. Yeah. It's like she's struggling, her face is struggling to form yeah. a smile. And I've I want, seen people And like we're that. all like, Daly, that's Daisy's move. Yeah. That's her move with a smile. Yeah. You need your own move. Your move is to talk passionately about something dark. Yeah. And that'll attract the guys. It'd be great if you had that move. Yeah. You know what? Michael Jordan's move was saying, hey, I'm Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods. Like, yeah. I'm the best golfer in the world yeah, and I have tons of money. Yeah. Let's fuck. Yeah. That works for him. Yeah. That move can't work for a garbage man. Hell no. Be or, the best you. Yeah. Best version of yourself. And let the girls that might get into it get into it. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. And the gold diggers were like, I would never fuck someone like you. It's all right. You never had a chance with them anyway. Exactly. Just be yourself. Go down and swing like yourself. 
that's uh, and this is the town that people need to know that in too, because this town people reach out to reinvent themselves. Yeah, and I always say that no matter where you go, there you are. You know what I mean? No, you, yeah, you know you can run, but you, the the real you's gonna come out sooner <laughs> or later. It's gonna follow you. All right, buddy, you could play the fucking stud actor, cool role, but I, your fucking redneck racist history is gonna fly out soon. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Just be you. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace the you. That's how Katie was. When Katie would talk, Katie Seabury, yeah. just talk about the filthy whore she was. Yeah. And it was like, we couldn't make fun of her. No. Because she was open about it. We were at a Thanksgiving party once, and she yeah. goes, I'm nervous. I got to go on a date tomorrow. I'm like, you're nervous for a date? Like, that's weird. That she is goes, weird. She goes, it's the first time I've ever gone on a date where I haven't already fucked a guy. <laughs> like, first time ever? You've yeah. never gone on a date before yeah. fucking? Cause, I mean, I've met people that I haven't fucked, and we fucked later, but no, not a date. I and I'm like, Katie. how are you going to mock someone like that? You're yeah. just you. Yeah. Did she ever do stand-up? No, but she get, when she's drunk enough, she gets up on stage late at night. I want to have her on this podcast, at, but get her drunk and then you know, have her so, on. Yeah, she'll bang you just for podcast purposes. Oh, I don't want her to bang me. She I've known her too long. Yeah. We had a couple almost moments. Did you? Yeah. We had never had it. Like, she would always like introduce me to her boyfriends, like her like fucking yeah. old ex-athlete boyfriends yeah. and shit. So I never like wanted to go there, but I really dig her like, as a person. Like, yeah, she is the coolest she's chick. About it. She's always like... Here, she's just a funny... And she's kind of fine when you... Oh, she is. fucking fine. Oh, yeah. She can put her nice shit together. Nice small body. Nice ass. You know? Nice she goes on a two-week non-drinking binge. Her face... Even when you know she mean? drinks. But... Um, she always has her standards for guys. If she loves fucking black guys, she yeah. goes, you got to have nine, nine inches soft. Yeah. It's gotta what be am I going to do with Katie? Nine inches. Exactly. What am I going to do with Katie? She's exactly. looking for nine inches soft. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll be best friends. You know, what the fuck's going to happen? Yeah. Nine, yeah. Who's got nine inches soft? Four dudes in the mean? NFL? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> anyway. God bless um, Katie. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. We good? I think we're good, bro. Yeah. I think we just it's talked long. for three it's hours. Too, it's, I hope I didn't like overdo it. Nah, it's just content. People like it more. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike Young. Yo, Ari. Magic Mike. It's a pleasure, brother. Yeah. Congrats on all this awesome stuff, man. Like, Thanks, man. Super it's really cool. cool. Yeah. My album, my CD, went number one on iTunes. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it, it, I love that. It's like I've, I've, I've known you since you are like a baby. Yeah. I mean, really. I'm sandwiched now. I'm right number, I'm number two right now, sandwiched between two guys with Comedy Central Records. Dimitri Martin and and uh, and Jim Gaffigan, with Ari. billboards on Sunset. And Yo, I'm right. Do you put them. that record out yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they download it and they get it on iTunes. I get the money. Yeah. You, don't, you just need a CD baby to be to act as your yeah. as your label. Right. And then yeah, or TuneCore will do it too. Good for you, man. And just do they download individual jokes, entire albums, whatever they want. Entire album, but yeah, if you want to get the individual yeah. bits, you can do that too for like a dollar. I don't, you know, you put them all. Yo, up there. I'm on iTunes also, but I'm having a problem because I was getting checks every month. Yeah, and I signed with like a digital company. Yeah, and all of a sudden, it's so funny. On my life, that's the fucking digital company calling me right now. Oh, really? I was just about to tell oh, you. That's hilarious. That what? all of a sudden the checks stopped coming. And people would tell me, yo, Mike, I've been downloading your stuff on iTunes. So I called these motherfuckers because I'm like, where's my money? Everybody's crooked, yeah. And they're crooked. And now they're scared because I, I called them and I threatened them with a lawyer. That's all it takes. It was just people just, okay, yeah, I now said, we'll so pay now my lawyer's involved. Yeah. So we'll see what they say. But it's like the last seven, eight months, I haven't seen a single check. So. CD Baby's a massive company and they don't, they're not in the mood. of They just take 9%. Yeah, I which think. I'm down with. And I used to do CD Baby, but I went with this TuneCore takes fifty thing. bucks a year. It's even, it's like, yeah. You know that could be even better or worse depending. Yeah. You know, if you sell two albums, that's a lot to pay. But like, um, yeah, you just do it yourself. Yeah. 
Okay. So if anyone's listening out here, Revenge for the Holocaust is available on iTunes now. Please get it. Hell it's my yeah. first album. Um, and uh, yeah, check me on MikeYoungComedy.com and uh, see me around the country and wait and for my movie. And Real Mike Young on Twitter. Yeah, Real Mike Young on Twitter and wait and for my movie. And if you're a girl and you like uh, the way Mike Young looks and you're interested in sleeping with him, by all means, yeah, hit him on Twitter yeah. and just say, uh, yeah. uh, I'm into what you were talking about on that podcast. Yeah, if you don't right. want to put too much out. And if he responds, then you'll be able to have sex with yeah. Magic Mike. Yo, Magic Mike, come on down to the comedy store. <laughs> Get it from a real Jew. But then leave after you guys bone. Don't fucking stay there for weeks afterwards trying yeah, to run Yeah, don't start door. showing up. Yeah. Um, all right, yo, thanks, Ari. It You're was welcome. great. Awesome. All right. Load the car and ride the note. Grab your bag and grab your coat. Tell the ones that need to know. We are headed north. One foot in. All right. That's the episode. That's it. Thank you, everybody, very much for tuning in. Uh, a special thanks to Mike Young. Fucking yeah, man. Thanks for sharing. That was great. That was great. Uh, we've been trying to do that for a while, and we finally got it done. Thanks, man. Yeah, he was always worried about, like, doesn't sound like I'm bragging about this stuff, does it? Like, no, I'm pushing you into saying it. Relax. You're doing fine. Um, so that's the episode. And by the way, Mike, good call on this song. Um, the Ava Brothers are fucking great. It's great. I got the whole album. I gotta get the whole album. Um, I and Love and You. What a good song. I'll cut this short just so we can hear the rest of this song. But um, let me just say this: All Things Comedy is a new podcast network. It's not really a network. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm we're calling it a, a, a co-op. Well, I'm calling it a co-op. It's a podcast co-op, but it's really just a comedy co-op. Uh, it's just a bunch of us running shit ourselves. Me, Tom Segura, Bill Burr, Baron Vaughn, um, uh, Jackie Cation, and Tom Rhodes are, are, are joining in. Um, fucking, who else? Greg Barrett, uh, Jake Johansson. These are all guys that we all sort of agree. Hey, we're all, these are the funny people. These are all guys I respect. Jake Johansson, I did my first uh, MC week? No, feature week. No. Probably MC week uh, for Jake Johansson at DC Improv, which I'll be there this 19th, 20th, 21st. It was great. What a great, funny, fucking guy! Just an amazing, fun guy, and just hilarious, and has been for years, decades. Just putting out quality stuff for decades. By the way, Al Madrigal, who is also in this co-op, is taping his uh, taping. Anyone under 20 doesn't even know what that means, does it? He's recording his hour special for Comedy Central in Austin, in Austin, Texas, at the Moody Theater. Uh, October 25th it's like a week away so if you guys want to go to see Al Madrigal he's one of the best in the game right now tape is our special um, um, Al you might know from the from the Daily Show or I don't know whatever you might know from this is a hilarious comic so go to almadrigal.com he's Mexican um, if that matters at all um, but he doesn't really do Mexican comedy so he doesn't want a bunch of you know beaners to show up he wants good white people that are smart you know, white people. The, the one good... All right, I'm joking. Um, so go to that. Go to almadrigal.com. There's details there. And we're just going to promote each other's stuff. We're just going to promote each other's podcasts and, and, and specials and all that sort of stuff. Um, but for myself, please go to my website, aritthegreat.com. Check out, get a shirt, get my album. I don't know if you heard about it. It's called Revenge for the Holocaust, and it's out now. It's an hour and three minutes of sweet, sweet stand-up comedy. 
Um, and that's it. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Skeptic Tank. Am I forgetting anything? Well, I'm sure I am, but I don't remember what it is. So, uh, thanks Mike Young, ladies and gentlemen. Ari Shavir, Skeptic Tank, episode 83, part B. Magic Mike, over and out. Now let's just enjoy the rest of the song. It's fucking sweet. Enjoy it. The Apex Brothers. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, take me in. Dumbed down and numbed by time and age. Your dreams that catch the world, the cage. The highway sets the traveler stage. All exits look the same Three words that became hard to say